This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Stress shows up in lots of ways. Teeth grinding, digestive issues, lack of sleep, and more. Sound familiar? Visit BetterHelp.com allies and find ways to lower your stress. Hello. Welcome to the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. On his phone is Michael Huber. <laughs> Did you know that Alone in the Dark was the first 3D survival horror game? Nice. I, I think I did. But cool. Still good to have a confirmation. I played it when I was like five years old. When I was five years old playing Alone in the Dark, I did not know that it was the first 3D survival horror game. All right. Right. Well, I mean, we hadn't invented a genre yet. Yeah. So well, you were just playing Alone yeah, in the Dark. Exactly. Just playing a game. That's it. Didn't think about those things. Yeah. Uh, like we'll get to Metroidvania a little bit later. You know, like that didn't Ooh. exist. You know, when the first quote-unquote Metroidvanias were around. Yeah. Uh, Michael Damiani over How's there. How's it going, everyone? On the far side of the desk, in our control room, we have Isla Hink and Gabby in the back. She waves. Friends, we're here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games (laughs) this week. Uh, The the Embracer group is basically Kirby now, swallowing everything in its path. Gobble, gobble. Uh, Alone in the Dark is back, which is what Huber was checking out there. Absolutely is. Uh, and Call of Duty does not care if you prefer a physical copy anymore. Uh, but before we get started, we must answer for the mistakes we made in the last episode. Buckle Isla, up. begin corrections music, please. <laughs> Almost all of these are Splatoon related. Uh, there's a lot of details I got wrong with Splatoon last <laughs> week. Blood. Uh, mostly about whether certain things were new. Uh, some of it's pretty detailed, so this is not comprehensive. Uh, I won't risk compounding a mistake on top of a mistake. But here are some of the bigger takeaways. Uh, Splatoon's team crosses over with members of the Animal Crossing team. I said that. You did? During the episode. Got yeah, it. I, I always that. said Mario Kart, but I wasn't sure. I always, I always get it mixed up, and the only thing I can remember is that I always get it mixed up every time. I looked over at Damiani... And I got kind of nothing. It just kind of got a blank oh, stare. I was waiting, yeah. waiting for the CEO of Nintendo to answer here. It was like, you, 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 you got the payroll over there. So there's that. Uh, Clam Blitz is not a new mode. That was added in, like, in the same year uh, as uh, Splatoon uh, 2 came out. Uh, private battles have been a thing since the beginning of the series. Nice. But ghosts are new. Okay. Uh, one of the hosts' names is... Fry, not fire, uh, which I had right in my notes, but I think because the other one was named Shiver. Shiver, yeah. I yeah. ended up with Shiver and Fire instead of Shiver and Fry. fry. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my suggestion to replace Salmon Run was not taken well. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, people are big fans of Salmon Run. So. Yikes. Don't mess with their modes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not a correction. That's just an opinion. <laughs> well, I think I think the assertion I made was that people weren't into it mm. because of the people that I had played it with mm. at the time, and uh, because we had like we had difficulties. Remember with the switch wireless local wireless garbage. Blood. I make it a point yeah. to remember nothing. <laughs> Anyways, we could have had a better time with Salmon Run under different conditions. 
Hopefully this time around, we will. Uh, the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet we discussed last week does have a price. Uh, I just missed it somehow. Uh, it runs for $599. Did we not? We didn't say the price? $599. I thought it wasn't listed US yet. US I saw a pre-order button. I didn't see anything else. But, yeah. Pricey. I'm pretty sure we said it, it ran in the price range of like what they were, which is like around $500, $600, yeah. bucks, which is not the price people want. But, yeah, sure, keep going. Yeah. Sure. And then a correction to a correction. Oh! Love it was that. initially unclear whether Ultra Beasts even were Pokemon, <laughs> with their initial names being descriptive codes beginning with UB. However, the end game of Sun and Moon clarified that they were simply Pokemon from the alternate dimension of Ultra Space. There we go. <laughs> Ultra Space. They were always Pokemon. Ultra Space, but still Pokemon. They're yeah. Pokemon. All along. <laughs> I haven't played so So is that is that like like a space but better? Like Ultra Space? Or is it just like a space that's I think ultra. it's a different dimension. Yeah. So like here we have space and there it's there's Ultra, ultra space. space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Pokemon gets weird. <laughs> if you have a correction uh, please leave it in the YouTube comments on either the public version or the patron version of this video. Use the word correction so I can search for it and put a timestamp there so I know what we were talking about and have all the proper context. And corrections music. Context is key. <laughs> all right. It's been a while since we had any kind of opening bit. Uh, I jumped into the middle of Jones's thing and didn't know where that was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I also think that like we don't always have to have one. I think yeah. we can have breaks and 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 just go about the podcast as it is. Go to the news. Bloodworth, I agree. But <laughs> I was thinking about it. Somebody had mentioned in the comments, I'm like, "Hey, then I also had no admit. It's a good way to interact." Okay. And then I was like, "I oh, yeah. I was like, I'll put a pin in that and I'll think about it." Mm-hmm. And then like. 10, 15 minutes later, I came up with something. Nice. So, What do you got? I'm going to try something called Workout Buddies. Workout Buddies. It's going to properly start next week. But each week, patrons are going to submit video game characters for us to work out with, raising our character stats with every session. Dude. Um, But first... Our character needs a name. Yo, I immediately thought of the song <laughs> in Final Fantasy VII Remake, Damiani, when you're working out, you're doing the squats, dude. Yeah. That song is so hype. Okay, you said the name of the song, so what's... The <laughs> no, name? I, no, I, oh. I don't know the name. Okay. I just yeah. thought of the song. We're, we're okay. I had no idea. What is the name of that song? I have no idea. So, <laughs> no idea. I asked the patrons to submit names for us to choose from. Oh, okay. Uh, we've got 58 names here. It's a lot. 58. So... How we're going to whittle this down. The okay. most muscular. It's going to be kind of by a random draw. So so each person is going to pick three numbers okay. between 1 and 58, and then okay. I will give you the names that you have, and then we'll, after you get your names, I we'll, like we'll it. go from there. This is perfect, Bloodworth. So, Huber, what are your three numbers? I'm going to say number three. Okay. Number 18. Okay. And number 36. Woo. Okay. So three. See, I'm gonna make different colors for you so I remember whose these are. Huber, your first one is Don Romantica. Don Romantica. Submitted by Ian Alexander. Great. Great. <laughs> um, and then the next number was 18. That is Sela <laughs> Isai. Also easy allies backwards. Awesome. Submitted by the Dork Knight. 
great. <laughs> Red rum. And then 36 is Bossman of the Dark Ally Dimension from Sekiro 505. <laughs> Excellent. Bossman. Oh, all right. Damiani, what are your three numbers? Let's do seven, seven. 11, and 33. 7, 11, 33. That's nice. Good, like, lotto numbers there. Yeah. 7, 11, 33, dude. Some of the cash. Digging that. There, there is a smaller one in California. It's like the three, hmm. three number lotto. Uh, so your first one, Damiani, is Serenadine Amelie, the favorite, from Colt Smith. Eleven is Rolo Lolo Tupo from T.L. Coleman. <laughs> what are these names? I know. Like, what? <laughs> And then 33 these sounds at this point? is Henry Vouse the Dashing from Andy Schreiner. Dude. Henry Vouse the Dashing. <laughs> sounds like the star of a Metroidvania game or something. All right, Isla, what are your numbers? Henry Vouse. 6, 12, 48. 6, 12, 48. All right. 6 is Xanatos Lancaster from Lincoln Race. 12 is Juno from Ballad of the Goddess. Juno. And then 48? Correct. Richard Peter Gamesman <laughs> from Matt Galeza. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? Is that a... Okay. All right, so now you've got to pick out of your three. So Huber, out of Don Romantica... Sila Isai or Bossman of the Dark Ally Dimension. Which one? Those are all really good. I do like, like, they all are calling me for a different reason. Uh, at any, uh, this whole time, I've, I've thought I was going to pick each of them. But now, right now, the lights are shining. It's on me. I've stalled through time. <laughs> I like the way Don Romantica. Correct answer. Rolls nice. off the tongue. It feels right. It sounds right. I'm going with that. Nice. Damiani, out of Serenadine Amelie the Favored, Rolo Lolo Topo, <laughs> and Henry Vouse the Dashing. Uh, which one do you want? Rolo <laughs> sounds like... Gibberish. So <laughs> makes me think of Lalelulelo. Lo. <laughs> makes me feel uh, they have the candy Rolos. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Vikings yeah. Rolo. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna go with the dashing Henry. Henry the dashing. Yeah. All right. And then Isla, which of, which of your three? Juno, um, Richard Peter Gamesman, or Xanatos Lancaster? I find Richard Peter Gamesman hilarious, but I worry <laughs> that it's some kind of like. Like salacious joke that I'm not <laughs> gathering. So let's go Xanatos Lancaster. All right. Oh, it's RPG. Of course it is. Oh, RPG. Got nice. it. Richard Peter Games Man. Damn it. Now I like it. Pick it. It's is not that, too late. Pick. Mm. Or Xanatos or whatever. That Richard Peter Games Man. There okay. It is. And now we all have to vote out of those three. Okay. Who's it going to be? Don I say Romantica. you, Don Romantica. Don. 
I vote Don Romantica. Don Romantica. Yeah, it seems unanimous. Gabby also want Don Romantica. Do you also want Don Romantica, Gabby? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and you blow there it is. as well, blood. Don Romantica is our is our character. D-A-W-N-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-C-A for listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that D-A-W-N is, is key. Sweet. So come back next week to join our first workout session nice. and become a patron at $5 and up to submit. Hope it's Tifa first. <laughs> <laughs> so we are Don Romantica, and we uh, are working out with characters and we're we're ranking up correct great i love that yes <laughs> don romantica dude <laughs> all right uh great big news uh happened uh great. this morning slash last night it was morning for them last night for us uh the embracer group uh is back on a, a buying spree what else is now every time I look at another source, I find another company I missed the time before. It just keeps expanding. Every article I see, there's another company that I missed. It's absolutely wild. Um, So they got Tripwire Interactive, uh, which has Killing Floor, Mm -hmm. Maneater. Mm -hmm. They also publish Chivalry. They've got a team of 113. They're going to be under Saber Interactive. Uh, They're getting limited run games. Pause one sec. Uh, Tripwire publishes Did, have they developed killing floors well? there killing floors yeah, yeah. there's right they yeah. develop that but then they publish okay cool yeah um but uh yeah and they also did a lot of the work on Maneater. like yeah. another team started it but then they kind of came into the team love Maneater. yeah love Maneater. i still need to play that dlc book. <laughs> <laughs> uh limited run games they've got a team of 69 they also got a store um and they've got this technology that they're using and that's one of the things that they mm-hmm. they cited is this, the the tech uh, to do some of the things that they do uh, Tuxedo Labs, uh, Labs behind Teardown. Remember that like Teardown, the that uh, voxel game where you're like just mm-hmm. smashing yeah, yeah, houses yeah. and all that stuff. That's a team of five. They're also going to be under Saber. Sing Tricks, who I'd not heard of but have been around for a long time. Uh, they're a music-based company. Um, uh, actually, it might not have been the company that was around, but it might have been the developers individually. But uh, they've been making karaoke machines. But some of those same developers worked on the first Guitar Hero. They basically like claim to be the originators of Guitar Hero. Dang. Worked with Activision and all that. Uh, that's a team of five, um, and they're going to be teams. using their music and Vocaloid, you know, technology for different games and stuff. Uh, Tatsujin, uh, which is Embracer's first Japanese studio, huh. and they're going to be working with Bitwave Games, who is a Swedish company that's essentially focused on bringing um, old school retro Japanese games. Back to modern consoles Amazing. to a worldwide audience. Great cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's including <laughs> uh, Zero Wing, Twin Cobra, Zero and uh, Gimmick. Uh, which what's Zero Wing about? What's, what's that one? <laughs> Zero Wing is like... I don't know this one. What, you know, we're talking about things that didn't have names yet? Yeah. Zero Wing was a meme before the term <laughs> meme existed. Have you heard the phrase, all your base oh, are real? Zero Wing. Okay, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. <laughs> nice. Great. Dude. The original meme. <laughs> yes. The original meme. <laughs> For a new generation. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> um, there's Geotech, or Geotech. Uh, which uh, I think makes like gaming accessories. I don't know a lot uh, about them. That's one of the last ones I found out it's about. It's Jotic, like Bobby Kotick. Oh, maybe. It might not be. I'm just <laughs> 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 yeah, Nice. Uh, there is an undisclosed company 
Yo, that makes PC and console games. Top secret. That has not been revealed due to quote unquote commercial reasons. What does that mean, commercial <laughs> reasons? What but does that mean? Third or fourth among these transactions okay, in terms of that's size. That's where it was like, okay. That's why I was trying to figure out team sizes, right? Because yeah. it's like, okay, killing floors of 113, limited run 69. So it's somewhere in that ballpark. So like 40, 50 people, maybe? Yeah, somewhere between like 50 to 100 yeah, people. It's not yeah. like. Oh, I read it first. I misread it, like, of all time. Like, third or fourth <laughs> biggest company acquisitions. So I was like, what the hell? So it's like, thousand. No, nah, nah, it's within the, their acquisitions. It's it. like, okay, got to settle down a little bit. And and then most importantly. But, but we, we, like, we just don't know the name of. Oh, we don't know who they got. Okay. We just don't know who we they got. We just don't yet. know. Yeah. We don't know. That's so weird. Uh, and then most importantly, they got Middle Earth Enterprises giving the IP rights to the Lord of the Rings in all media except for the publication of the of books themselves. Which Tolkien estate. Harper Collins or whatever has the, the book publishing rights. So, you know, well, I always hear about this, with the movies and The Hobbit and everything, with the production of all that, the Tolkien estate, like, has power here. Does does Do they still? I don't know that this they is, really did necessarily. There's probably other things to this, but this is okay. the, the Saul Zance Company. Um, who had been involved and has had the rights since, like, the 70s. Got it. So, Got it. So they're the ones that was licensing out yeah. to everybody else. They were, you know, the, those uh, animated films back Yeah, what, is, uh, what does Amazon that. think well, of this, this uh, blood? One right. billion. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's Amazon, it. that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Why now did... Amazon's money is going to be going to the Embracer Group, basically. Well, hang on. Is that actually correct? Because... I don't know. There's yeah. probably a bigger breakdown. Because... Well, uh, People are trying but to I think yeah. So. People are trying to say like the specifically the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings properties, but Cimmerillion is owned separately. That is a hundred percent the Tolkien estate. Apparently. Oh, is it? And oh. that's what Amazon's show is based on is that material, which is why none of their marketing can reference Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. Uh, I don't know. So this says the, yeah. the iconic fantasy literary works of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit as well as matching rights in other Middle-Earth-related literary works authorized by the Tolkien Estate and HarperCollins. Authorized. This Authorization. is going to be like so weird with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? But it's also like, one, it's shocking that th- these rights apparently were up for sale. Yeah, they were up for Embrace- sale for like $2 billion. Embrace- and it got sounds like they went for much, much less. Yeah. And but Amazon didn't go in for them. Like they got a huge ass show with a ton of money attached to it, and it was for sale. I'm I'm shocked. Like they must have broke out the checkbook for this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they threw everything at that probably. But yeah. they, but then you said it might not even have gone for like that full amount potentially that yeah. people were th- right. speculating. Does this affect the Middle Earth games at all? Um. I I don't really because th- again I think that like they're like basically the ones that take the money now. Okay. So, it's so like, they're just kind of the future projects. They're kind of the ticket takers, basically. Yeah. You know, just hey, feel and then free like to make Warner has their own rights over the films, so it's like not so, like somebody else can make something that like has something that looks like the films. Yeah. Um, but there is background here on Saul's Ants. Um, Saul gave a dance company based in Berkeley, California, was founded in 1976. It was originally set up as a film production company, which produced award-winning films such as One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest. One of the best. Uh, it acquired Legendary. its rights from the heirs and estate of J.R.R. Tolkien and HarperCollins publishers who maintained the print publication rights to J.R.R. Tolkien's works. 
Uh, the Saul Zanz Company first acquired the rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit in 76 in arrangement with United Artists to produce the animated version of The Lord of the Rings uh, directed by Ralph Bakshi. Uh, all of that, all their stuff, and then New Line Cinema, Peter Jackson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then um, Embracer already had rights for uh, board games to the Asmodee Group. And then um, key upcoming works set in Middle Earth in which Middle Earth Enterprises has financial interests include financial. the much-heralded Amazon series, The Lord of the Rings, Ring of Power, Rings of Power, which will premiere on September 2nd. Set thousands of years before The Hobbit, da 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 da, and The Lord of the Rings, the animated movie, The Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim, uh, set for release in 2024, and the mobile game, The Lord of the Rings, Heroes of Middle Earth, etc. Other opportunities include exploring additional movies based on iconic characters such this. as Gandalf, this. Aragorn, right here, Gollum, Galadriel, Marvel. The Lord of the Rings Cinematic Marvel. Universe is coming to town, Huber. Right. Okay. Gandalf and Origin. Gandalf Origins with the Fessman. Cautious. So cautious oh, man, about all this. Cautiously yeah. optimistic. You hope it all works out. You hope it's cool. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the possibilities there are endless. I mean, a Gandalf show, like, sign me up. Well, we've sure. Been, we've been joking about Gandalf 2 for years. Gandalf and now 2. It's a real possibility. Real. This explains yeah. why Gandalf 2 was delayed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. But also, um, yeah. the purchase price here, they just said is they've agreed not to disclose. Yeah. So. But, dude, now there's hope. Like, your Middle Earth games, maybe you get the, like remakes, remasters, or something. We need that third one. We just need one more. Maybe, maybe you know? now, Huber. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. It can happen. The Warner we, Brothers one, you mean? Yeah, the Monolith one. Yes, mm-hmm. we need just one more. You know, one of those series where it's like, yo, just give this one more go. Shadow one Lord. last one. Close what it would out. Be called? What would you call it? Like something of. Middle Earth, I don't know. Shadow of Shadow isn't of it Middle Wraith. Earth? Shadow of Middle Earth. I don't know. <laughs> Shadow of Gandalf. Yeah, I don't know. Shadows of the Eye. Yeah. Mm. Shadow of the Ring or something. Something weird. I don't know. Are they both? What is the first two called? Shadow. Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. Shadow, Shadow, Shadow of War. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shadows of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> Shadows of the Tomb. Great. Right, Middle Earth. Know. Shadows of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'd play that. Yeah. Um, but that was what was that like 2017 now maybe is that long ago it's been a minute yeah so. yeah it's been a while uh, what's crazy about the timing of this too is just a couple of days before this private division um, who is like a, a different publisher under take two yeah, yeah, um, yeah they've yeah. you know put out Rollerdrome and yep. you know they've done Outer Worlds and stuff they just announced that they're doing a Lord of the Rings game with Weta crazy um, and so Weta rules um, they, uh, they're signing a new publishing agreement with Weta Workshop, best known for their work on Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. film trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2014, Weta founded an interactive game division and are now developing a new game set in the Middle Earth, Middle Earth universe. Uh, Middle Earth Enterprises have licensed the literary works of the series, providing Weta Workshop with the broadest creative <laughs> license to interpret underlying lore of the books. This title is in early development and does not yet have an announced release date. It is expected to launch during Take Two's fiscal year 2024, wow. which leads us into like March of 2025. So we are yeah. fully gearing <laughs> up for an onslaught of Middle Earth related oh, yeah. media on yeah. all fronts. Oh, yeah. Just want to give a quick shout out 
to the Two Towers and the Return of the King mm-hmm. games from EA. Oh, they yeah. were like, absolutely incredible. Love those games. Let's get more of that. It's basically like beat 'em up, dude. Lord I of played them. Yeah, dude. I, dude, ma- game magazines so back good. in the day used to like do like, can you tell which is the game and which is the movie? Like, <laughs> with the oh, tiny God. print screenshots, yeah, yeah. of course. So it's like, come on. Blow those up and you get, yeah, come on. But I mean, they were cool. Did you yeah. tell? So sick. I mean, some they of the like small real, ones are harder. They, I think they had scenes from the movie, like in the yeah, game. They, 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 yeah, they it? did. Yeah. Like the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah, they did like that dude. side shot across like the whole ramp parts and everything yeah love those games so much so yeah let's get more more of that i think that's why i like the middle earth ones you know they're 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 a good time they're not the best ever but i do really like those games just because it's fun to run around in middle earth and yeah yeah. take out some orcs and just be in that world of the rings online of course i played in the beginning but it's been going on i never touched that one there was was one on wii where it was aragorn or something right Uh, but it was like a legend of zelda type game Mm -hmm. dude it was just like oh yeah it was like aragorn's quest i think yeah it was like kind of like pseudo open world like yeah go around do quest in freaking middle earth it was like sick that's cool May not hold up as well, but I remember it being kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, I remember this box art. <laughs> the Aragorn's Quest box art, dude. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Dude, yeah. Nice. Play that yeah. game trailers. Yo, re-release yeah. all that stuff though. The Two Towers and Return of the King ones. I bet with the movie clips in there, that gets yeah. weird. Now, Licensing. an abbreviated refresher on who else Embracer owns. Oh, my oh God. dear. Um, they're still in process. I don't think it's completed yet. The Crystal Dynamics and Idos Montreal. Um, purchase that we talked about earlier this year. Uh, THQ Nordic, which includes Bugbear, Gunfire Games, a whole bunch of whole bunch of other people. Saber Interactive, which includes a bunch of people, including 3D Realms, Aspire, Zen Studios, as well as Saber themselves. Gearbox, Coffee Stain, Tarsier Studios, who did Little Nightmares, um, Dark Horse Comics, they got not that long ago. Play On, which includes uh, Deep Silver, Flying Wild Hog, Prime Matter, etc., etc., etc. Just tons of people. So, so em- get embraced, Huber. I'm, I'm get embraced. like, I- I'm gasping, I'm gasping for air because they're embracing me so hard, blood. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty tight hug. That is, yeah, like, yo, ease up, ease up, embracer. <laughs> I need some air here. Uh, you know, we've talked about this for so long. Obviously, shout out to Bossman for telling me who Embracer Group was on this podcast like <laughs> six years ago. Was just tracking these acquisitions. Here we are now because it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. It's like we're just a few away from them owning the most. It feels like, <laughs> Yo, like if they don't already. Like I would like to see the net worth of like all the prey, you know, the value of all that positioning for next. Yeah. Yeah, Like Mm. just a few moves away from complete global saturation. It's out of control. Yeah. I mean, this is, she's like, you have to take a look at all those companies they now have. And like, you have to like regard them as like one of the (laughs) biggest entities. Now you talk about like Ubisoft or Activision, you kind of like got to be careful. Like, well, you got to say Embracer now (laughs) because Embracer group, because like, look at all what they have and what they still might get. And it's like, yeah, where does it end? But so far, it seems like all this has been most. I, I I don't know how the people are taking the Lord of the Rings news, but like everything else seems like it's been like pretty much in good faith. Where it's like some of the acquisitions by other companies recently have been like mm, a little bit more scrutinized because like there's some like fear about oh no, is everyone just going to be gobbled up? Whereas Embracer, mm-hmm. I think it's been like 
No, this is this seems fine. Like I don't see a lot of people like calling. I think any people backlash. are definitely getting to the point where it's like, yeah, they're getting a they're getting a lot. But, n- but now with this, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before up to this point, it was like this doesn't seem too bad. Now it's like, yikes! Are like who who are they going to buy next? Like Seriously, you know, they, they, they buy like uh, CD Projekt Red next? Yeah. You know, because I mean they are where they're what where are they based in Europe again? I'm Poland. sorry, Poland. Thank you. So it's like the Embracer Group is. Oh no, uh, CD, CD Projekt is in Poland. I know CD Projekt is in Sweden. Sweden, okay, thank you. Because they they're like a spinoff of THQ Nordic, kind of. Um, it's not it's quite. Complicated, yeah, it's a little different than that. But yeah, they rebranded Dude, from a THQ. Some thing. Yeah, they bought the here. THQ license way back, and then yeah. I want to see a, I want to see an Embracer Group steal because what are the rumors like Sony buying like Square Japan? Because Embracer Soup. Embracer Soup. I want to see that headline with a big <laughs> studio like that where we just assumed it was like or Sega or something, and it's like because they said like their first Japanese acquisition. It's like sounded like that might not be the last. By the oh way. no, every yeah. every one of these yeah. like. Like earlier this year, when we got the, the Square Enix news of them buying those studios, that you know, they're like, yeah, we're not. This is like this is the tip of the iceberg, and like now we're like getting more into the iceberg. Although I think that that acquisition was still bigger than most of these. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Lord of the Rings is just the, the crazy one. That it's is so wild. wild. Yeah. That is so wild. You know, the the we're in like the calm before the storm. Too. It feels like it feels like really good timing on their part to announce this specifically the Lord of the Rings part because the show is coming up. You know, yeah. there hasn't been Lord of the Rings content for a minute now. You know, we've seen the Gollum game teased. Yeah. <laughs> the last Hobbit movie was a while ago, so it just feels yeah, and like I think that's good the data lick, which there. I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah. I didn't see any mention of the Golem game in here. No. So, man, are they going to be riding on some of the Amazon marketing dollars now? For because, sure, like that's For all in sure. there. It's yeah. like, yeah, like just ride that free marketing. Absolutely guys. <laughs> smart business move there. Yeah, and like j- just the, the the diverse portfolio of companies they're buying. It's not right. just all studios. Like as you said, uh, like peripheral and accessory makers on there, and then like limited run games with like physical game, per- like you know. Products, uh, especially of like niche stuff as well. It's like, yeah, w- w- like they got some pretty ambitious, you know, goals or you know, d- d- yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they got up their sleeve. Yeah, yeah. and they did. Uh, they created a new division called Free Mode, which encompasses a lot of these uh, purchases. Um, so, but for the most part, it seems like at least like the larger divisions that they have. Um, like Saber and Gearbox and stuff like that. It seems like those all operate more independently, and that's why you don't hear about Embracer Group, right? Because like Embracer Group's just yeah. like the giant shadow organization, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. they're like, like ten cents. Yeah, like Saber is making their own decisions. You know, like it, we've heard about them like taking over that Knights of the Old Republic thing from Aspire. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about that. But and then uh, THQ Nordic is. I mean, we're about to get to them. Like they just had their own showcase. And, like, it was specifically just a THQ Nordic showcase. They didn't have all the other Embracer Group entities in there. Um, so it's it's interesting, the, the way that it's structured. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, one, there's just simply too much there. They, like, you right. know, wanted to, like, put everything under there. So it's, like, an event. It's, like, it'd be weird because we're already, like, looking at, like, Microsoft Bethesda showcase already. E3 it's, like, it's just yeah, the E3 Embracer the Embracer showcase. showcase. It, just be its own, it can just be its own, the E3 just be Embracer 3 or whatever. Like, don't even need other companies to show <laughs> That's up. That's what the E stands for. Yeah, it's for Embracer now. You can make such, like, a subtly sinister poster for the like embracer showcase just some big 
It's like, oh, we embrace it all. Well, I put the Eye of Sauron on this thumbnail. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was curious, for, for context, I was trying to figure out which company has acquired the most other companies. Oh, that's so hard. Great yeah, question. that was a difficult Disney. thing to figure out, but I did find out two interesting things. The biggest acquisition in history uh, was Mon- Monisman, acquired by Vodafone AirTouch PLC, whatever that is, adjusted for, this was in 1999, adjusted for inflation for about uh, $297.7 billion. 300 billion. Uh, dollars. And then, um, this I found interesting, the industry with the most mergers, the highest volume of M&A deals, apparently, uh, and it was in, uh, or in 2018 and 2019 was actually the software industry. Hmm. So I wonder if this stuff would count in that. Because, yeah, people be acquiring. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What's, what's weird to me, yeah, I think the, the weird thing to me with the Lord of the Rings thing is it seems like, you know, f- for at least the last couple decades, it, it feels like the Souls Ants company was basically just managing that. I don't. I don't know what else they were doing. You know, at least in the background, it seems like it was kind of like a more, you know, focused thing, like small knit group of people. Um, and now, like with the Embracer Group being on top of it, like it just, yeah, it just feels like maybe not curated as much. Mm-hmm. Not that it's been like super strictly curated, anyways. But like you're saying, just like the all the, the potential movies that they're listing or whatever side stories. Yeah. Um, it, it it makes you feel like it's gonna get a little overdone. Yeah, and 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 too, I wonder like if Amazon is doing the show, if that gets to tie in mm-hmm. to any of these, like what is the deal there? Because if if we're talking about all these spinoffs Dude. and stuff, is that in relation to yeah. this show, or are we gonna have like different universes, timelines now, all that stuff? It's like yo, this show's separate from uh-huh. this. Show so yeah, I, I'm worried how that gets entangled. Right. I'm envisioning yeah, yeah. this maybe being like Spider-Man and MCU, yeah. where Sony's got Spider-Man, yep. and so yep. like yep. Amazon's got this one exactly. show, it blows up, and it's like Embracer's like, well, we want to use some of that stuff, and they're like, well, we we technically own this, so you own this, but like you, we got to do a little bit of negotiating here. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, I don't know, and I'm also really shocked that. I'd like to know who else was in this bidding war for like if there was like uh, was there a bidding war? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, like it w- seems like it, they put it approach? out there. Nobody bid. Cash. And then they, That's so they weird. The that no one like it, it, like for a fourth of what they not, wanted. Not just like I bet gaming. It was like cash M- Microsoft, Sony, Activision. Like no one else in the gaming in, like sphere went for it. And then like in, like like in the like the greater sphere of like medium, like Disney or like Apple, like no one else went for Lord of the Rings. Like what? That seems so weird. Yeah, why didn't it does Amazon or they got it, outbid yeah. by Embracer, yeah. which is kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> how much money that would be <laughs> to like outbid like Disney or Apple and stuff. Like, I weirdly good. wonder though if it is worth that. Like worth it? Like yeah. I definitely don't think it was worth two billion or whatever. But like, because the movies obviously were international sensations, but they, like New Line still went out of business. I mean, <laughs> you know? so oh, they're just mismanaged like crazy. I guess. So, but. Such a different landscape now. Oh, you put sure. out yeah. you put out a halfway decent Lord of the Rings movie, and that's making a bill. I suppose. Well, I mean, the originals right. all made right. a billion dollars, yeah. though. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's making right. a bill yeah. easy. Also, I mean, any one of us, if we had the cash, would buy that. 
Oh, yeah. Just uh, you know, it's like oh, Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. yeah, sure. it's a, it's like it's a treasure trove. Sale? And like, I'm not yeah. shocked if you spend this, if you spend any amount of money to acquire this type of rights, you're gonna be making stuff. This is literally what happened with like Disney nowadays. Like, why did Disney make so many Star Wars things? Well, of course, when they acquired Star Wars, they were gonna go crazy and right. make as much Star Wars stuff as they could. Yeah. Well, that's so. why we have that line in there. Like, half of that stuff probably will never happen. It's a line to, to justify yeah, to the exactly. shareholders why they spent that money. Exactly. Um, and so I. I Again, that's why that's why I kind of like think it's like, yeah, if if, if I'm if I'm Lars or whatever, <laughs> like I, I want to buy Lord of the Rings now. Okay, somebody give me reasons. Just give me a reason to tell the shareholders I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, <laughs> somebody in the room is just like, uh, uh G- Gandalf, Gandalf. Okay, here's the most important thing I need to know about this deal. Do they own the rights to that Tolkien photo that like was on like Twitter that someone tweeted for his birthday and like the Tolkien say got angry and said, "Do you actually own this photo? No, you don't." So I want to know that they own that photo. Uh, probably now. not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, I just really hope we get some awesome Lord of the Rings games. Yeah. Let's go. It's time. Let's go. Right. It's been a minute. Well, yeah. I mean, in my mind, you can't get much worse than Sheila being a witch or whatever, but. Okay. Um, here we go. Here we, here we go. Yep. <laughs> I know we just got something similar, but what if in like four or five years we get from software's Lord of the Rings Souls like type game? Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they could knock on that <laughs> yes. door. I'm, yes, please. Yes, please. I'm I, curious I would, yes. what this Weta thing with Private Division could yeah. be, be like, too. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where like, we haven't really seen what that studio can do, so. I don't. I don't even know what my expectations should be in three years from now. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just need something more exciting than the Gollum game. Like it yeah. looks okay, but yeah. like it, I, I want it, yeah. a Fellowship game so bad. Like mm-hmm. going into the mines of Moria, super realistic looking, incredible. Like I just can't even imagine. You know, games look so good now. You know, just remake yes. two vibes, but like Minds of Moria, dude, just going down in there. <laughs> He's so hyped. Just like, yeah, like, and like seeing all of it, not just what you like yeah. saw in like films, but like based on all the information, like yes. flesh it out, like you explore Exploring. all of yeah. it. I remember that, was, oh, yeah. again, totally different landscape now, and we all know how it turned out, but I remember Aliens Colonial Marines had that pitch, Damiani, yeah. they used concept art. They're like, now you can explore the ship from the movie, you can actually go to different rooms and we have the concept art. You know, the game wasn't great, but mm-hmm. that idea is awesome. Yeah. Love that. So, I mean, inherently there's there's apprehension, of course, about yeah. Cautious. any company like, sucking up all of these things. But do you have any anything concrete to, to be worried about with Embracer Group? Or do we just not know enough about them? Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're like, yeah. The, the shadow organization yeah. like straight up all you hear, like, hear about is just, that they bought somebody yeah, yeah. it's just like a, this this ominous name you keep hearing I feel like it maybe might it so start ominous. it feels like the starting days starting days of when people like who don't maybe follow as much financial news in the industry start hearing more about Tencent you know it's like mm-hmm. oh like PUBG Tencent like oh what what Tencent what 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 well like, I think what? for a while yeah. EA was oh. in this kind of you know I, I like early EA. Yeah, like when they were when they bought Maxis and Westwood and all of those companies, and That's then it just became old, like yeah. this pattern of like, oh, EA bought all these companies just to shut them down. Um, oh, for something tangible, yeah, that that's bad. Yeah, that that's. A good example too. I guess I was saying like it feels more like a this feels more like a Tencent thing where this like they're so big and beyond just like what we're talking about here that I like it's 
who knows what they're yeah. really thinking. Whereas like EA, it's like, yeah, they're a game company. Why are they buying these games? And like one game fails, they shut it down. Like that had like a pattern. I haven't seen anything from yeah. Embracer or their studios yet that indicate that would be the thing. But like maybe, like, I don't know. Like you kind of said earlier, Blood, just how even though it's all under Embracer, it still feels like they're all kind of mm-hmm. their own thing, you know, which is good because Ubisoft, I think of, like, they they are one big Ubisoft, but, like, all their games kind of end up feeling, you know, they all share kind of a similar DMA, or DNA, just like a similar vibe and look and feel. And at least with this... Even though Embracer owns it all, everything can still feel different and like dr- feel dramatically different. I know there's a lot more nuance to Ubisoft games in there, of course, but like they still end up kind of feeling similar. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I do agree with that like even just from like this run of things, it's like you look at like Killing Floor and then retro Japanese mm-hmm, games mm-hmm. and karaoke machines. It's it's it just going all it's up. kind of all over like, the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Like Sega Sammy or something, because you know they have Sega, but they have like I mean, a lot of these companies do technically, like like Square Enix even, like that's like its parent company. Like there's the the like the game development company, and then like there's the parent company, the Square Enix Holdings or whatever. Sorry, correct me, uh, but what the actual name is. But like they have like manga, anime, like they just go way beyond. Yeah, like they go a lot further than that too. And I don't know if a lot of people are always aware of that. I mean, historically, that's what Nintendo was back in the day. They were like you know had their you know hands in a little bit more different like areas there, but. yeah, those early emoji days. Just yeah. Buy whatever random thing seems like it'll make some money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, uh, I think almost all of them do. Um, and this, you know, there's always room, I think, for more. So it's like, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this. But at the same time, yes, that slew of announcements is like, holy crap. Like, that's insane at all these things. And it's like, but also, like, I could see why there's some, like, you know, you know, pause for concern here. It's like, oh yeah, um, they, they, like too much, too soon. Like, what, like, yeah. what, where are we all going with this? They're and, smart because they yeah. keep picking up a little bit at a time. And I know I've said in the past, like, you will be nervous when they get like more. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they just keep getting just like a little more, a little more, a little more, and it's like, well, shit. Hoping you don't notice. Trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. Because because they, you know, there were rumors a while ago when all those buyouts were happening. It's like, is EA going to sell? Is Ubisoft going to sell? Like, if Embracer made that one big move and just bought Ubisoft or bought EA, then it's like, okay, well, yeah, they're going to just that, yeah, legitimately own I, everything. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> they are that one big move away from just having so much. I honestly wonder if calling it Embracer Group is what makes we consumers so concerned. Like It's such a scary just, name. Right. And if they had just left it like THQ Holdings, whatever, mm-hmm. blah, 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 like called it something like that. Like Holdings from, is from the other, worst vibe. We're, all right. But like, called it like THQ Holdings and Embrace kind of go together. THQ Nordic, whatever, like holdings. something we're already familiar with, you know? Yeah. Holdings, they wouldn't have man. gotten. You got to be careful. Yeah. But I think Embracer Group probably. Get, like business chodes probably love that sort of thing so they're probably like ooh Embracer Group <laughs> let me sell you things hey man it's, everyone wants to be sold to Embracer now yep like, yeah it's the new hotness yeah the old hotness as we mentioned uh, THQ Nordic out of that group uh, they had a showcat showcase last Friday showcat showcat 
but the uh, biggest thing out of there, Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Coming back, Huber. Crazy. Uh, they put out a little trailer. We watched it earlier. Yeah. What, what are you thinking? Uh, trailer looks looks fine. Uh, it looks fine with a lowercase f. <laughs> yeah, 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 swimming perhaps. I'm hoping for better than swimming, but uh, very early, very initial trailer. You know, got yeah. a, so much atmosphere. The, the atmosphere is so key, so you want to really like soak into that before I uh, I got to soak into that before I can pass judgment, but. This is one of the earliest video games I've ever played, Bloodworth, mm-hmm. truly. Uh, I played this on floppy disks. Nice. In my parents'. Floppy floppies are the smaller, harder ones. The DOS, like, floppy, hard oh, floppy disks. Got it, got the it. harder ones, oh. not, not the, like, soft. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 3x5s, not the 5x5s. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, there right. we go. Thank you, Isla. Um, 3.5. 3.5, yeah. I mean, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, just on the family computer, you know, never finished it because this damn psycho dog would always kill me. And then I also, because this was like weird DOS days, I had the uh, like freeware shareware demos of mm. the next ones, but it was only like the very beginning of Alone in the Dark 2 and 3. There was like a Wild West one. Uh, Whoa, okay. Yeah, it was like Wild West kind of themed or like a mining thing, I remember. But, again, one of the earliest games I played, this is four years about before Resident Evil. And this is fixed cameras, survival horror in a mansion. I mean, this really like was kind of Resident Evil before Resident Evil. Obviously, Sweet Home was a is another thing that Resident Evil was based off of, but... Just kind of one of the earliest survival horror games that I ever fell in love with, and that helped contribute, you know, to falling in love with Resident Evil, and we all know how that turned out, but definitely a franchise that has been kind of lost to time. I know there was a reboot back in, like, 2008, I believe. Yeah, I don't remember the exact date, but I remember those. Yeah, yeah, and I liked the reboot. I dug it. Shout out to one of the coolest inventories in video games. You open up your jacket... <laughs> and you pick your okay. inventory, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Just so cool. Um, and the simple premise of the original is you're a de- you know private detective, 1920s Louisiana, mm. looking for someone haunted mansion. And then that they great. They they've got in there that, that kind of vibe in the, that's yes. in the trailer. It's the yeah. same time period. Yeah. So the trailer. It's funny because you know it was it came out before Resident Evil, and Resident Evil kind of you know. Maybe look to that for a little bit of inspiration. Just fix cameras and and the way you move around and ha- like the puzzles. There's a lot of puzzles, you know, more puzzles than combat, pretty much. And then now, this reimagining remake is looking to Resident Evil for inspiration. You know, right. we have that remake two, remake mm-hmm. three, remake four vibe over the shoulder. Just uh, looks cool, looks spooky. Give me that atmosphere. Um, not again. I gotta feel the atmosphere and the combat, but mm-hmm. a promising initial trailer for sure. Yeah, glad um, it's back. There it's are coming back. multiple characters in that in that trailer, playable mm-hmm. characters. Nice. Is that a thing in the first game? Do you remember? That is not what I remember. I remember playing just that that just the detective. Like, yeah, detective dude with the kicks. You could like kick away <laughs> zombies and stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, it's been so long, Blood. Again, it's been, like, decades probably since I dipped my feet back in Alone in the Dark. Yeah. 
Um, I don't remember all the story beats. Yeah, they say it's actually a completely original story. Oh! Uh, oh, wow. But it does incorporate characters. Um, oh, yeah, you, you can uh, put that trailer on for people to check it out um, for sure. Uh, a completely original story, but it does incorporate characters, places, and themes from the original 90s cool. trilogy. Very um, cool. And then um, from the PlayStation blog, they did a little bit about this too. Developer Pieces Interactive is a mix of new talent and seasoned veteran developers. Um, it has an engaging story uh, that's been created uh, by Mikhail Hedberg, uh, cult horror writer of Soma and Amnesia, The Dark There Descent. you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you shoot. Go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like both of those games. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, somebody who collaborated with uh, Guillermo del Toro, Guy Davis, uh, has contributed to Monster Designs. And then Doom Jazz legend Jason Conan uh, provides eerie and haunting melodies to create a tense, twisted, and haunting audio atmosphere. Great. We heard a little bit, maybe slightly a bit too much of that saxophone <laughs> in the trailer. It got a little bit loud there. Um, and then, yeah, Deep, psychological, original horror story. Hell yeah. Just so excited. Love this setting. So much. I mean, this is just, this is, I just love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I love, you know, Evil Within, Resident Evil, Let's Go, Dead Space. Just, it is a good time to be a horror fan in today's gaming landscape. <laughs> we got Callisto Protocol coming out. Yes. Just add this to the list. And uh, it's just cool to... You know, it's original story, but it's like cool to go back to Alone in the Dark. This is again one of the earliest survival horror games, um, and I'm just excited. And that's it. That's it. They bud. talk about psychological, like, and and there's like an asylum and all of that kind of thing. How much of that do you do you know? Do you remember? Like, is this <laughs> stuff? Dude, I just yeah. remember wandering around the mansion, <laughs> getting lost, and that damn dog killing me so <laughs> many times. Look it up. I'm sure you don't even need to look it up because you know the dog. That dog probably killed you too. Brutal. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's good it's coming back. Um, yeah, interesting to note that it's like kind of like a, a reimagining, not mm -hmm. like a literal like one-to-one -one like remake or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think the setting is going to help it um, stand apart a little bit because my concern would be like we do have a mm -hmm. kind of like floodgates open of a lot of these types of games coming out. We, I mean, we already had two and three remake come out, but like just in like the next like year, we already got like the Clips of Protocol, we got the Dead Space remake, mm -hmm. and we also got RE4 remake, so it's yeah. like in the span of a year, less than a year now, you're going to get like, space horror games that were shown off during the yeah. Summer Game Fest. And we're that. getting all these and then like and then Alone in the Dark is like, is there just too many of them? Like, Are people just going to be maybe tune this out because they already have seen ones that look better potentially or just like more intriguing mm -hmm. but I think the setting does help I think and the setting the name, for yeah, sure yeah. I, I, and then the name is yeah. you know pretty good too like I, I hate to say it but like Alone in the Dark to me rings truer to like a horror type game than like Callisto Protocol I'm like I'd have to see Callisto Protocol I'm like okay I get it now but like just hearing that title I'm like Callisto Protocol like okay what's that and then like, yeah. Dark, like dude that's a horror game isn't it yeah. <laughs> that's a great name <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah I think that's one of those things you know, kind of like what you're saying, Huber. It's like you don't really remember what it's about, but you know that name. Yep. You know that name, and and if you don't know the name, then you know what it is. Yeah. I just remember this very simple but perfect concept of trying to escape a haunted mansion. That's it. <laughs> Freakos are hunting you down. You have limited resources, nice. and you are trying to survive and get out of there and progress. 
Just just the best. It's my favorite. Let's get a movie adaptation. And was it by What's His Face? Oh, yeah, yeah. Made yes. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was oh, House of the is. Dead. <laughs> Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's how big it was. I mean, there yeah, was a yeah, trilogy. Yeah. There was a reboot. Yeah. I think there's like five games, maybe a mobile game in there, too. Isla, did you ever get into Alone in the Dark? Yeah, I like Alone in the Dark. Uh I played similarly to Huber. I played it as a kid. I, I wasn't able to get through it either, yeah. um, just because I got stuck. And then I was like, "Well, okay." I, mean, I yep. definitely had some of those demos. I don't know if I ever played the third one, the Western one, but yeah, this one, yeah, it looks. I was skeptical until I saw the gameplay because the the talking and the character animations. I was like, "What's our budget here?" Right. But I, I'm excited for it. I hope it's good. Same. Uh, another pair of games that I wanted to bring up uh, from uh, this THQ event. Oh. I think the um, just uh, uh, last little thing. My, my, I love I love when a reboot or reimagining comes out because you can look back at the franchise. Uh, and I believe those are all on Steam. You can just play the originals. Oh, nice. Yeah. Revisit those little piece of history. I love that. Celebrate video you might games. Might have to install some mod to make them work <laughs> after you buy them. Yeah. They're probably on GOG, so, I wonder. Yeah. yeah. Just I love that stuff. I, I even I could have sworn I remember seeing even the 2008 one like on the Xbox store, you can just download it or mm. but, so cool. Love it. Nice. Huber, THQ is keeping crashing alive. Yes. <laughs> They've got Wreckfest. Yes. And now, in this event, we got two more. We got Recreation mm-hmm. and Stuntfest. Yeah. Uh, talk about Recreation first, and you can roll that video. Um, so this is from Three Fields Entertainment. Uh, these are some of the original Criterion guys, some of the original Burnout guys. Hell yeah. Um, they have also, in recent years, given us uh, Dangerous Driving, Danger Zone 1 and 2, Dangerous Golf, um, I think they had some other game in there as well. And uh, so this is their new thing. So they haven't been a big team. They've been pretty, like, budget. And I think you can still see, like, in this trailer, like, it's not, like, super, like, high-end. But I think it looks better um, than the ba- past games. It's, I think it's, 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 it's getting a little bit more in there. Yeah. Um, and this one focuses on, on track building. Yes. Track building with a twist, blood. <laughs> track building while people are on the track. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> so hyped on this. I mean, you, you know, you, we blood, you know, I feel like I feel like every like 5 or 6 months I reminisce about like burnout yeah. and and stunt mode and Criterion games with you like all the time. Uh but this game like the Hot Wheels one, I think is super cool. Yeah. But this just looks like more chaotic. Right. More carnage. Building the tracks as people are on. Like, how do you even win in this? How right, do you even right. score points? It almost <laughs> is like you just want everyone to crash at the exact same time. I mean, I'm, is that I'm like, like what the old the campaign stuff mode? is like yeah. in this, you know? Yeah, is it gonna be like those uh uh, the 4v1 like multiplayer games where like the track oh, person is the one yeah. trying to stop you from finishing the race mm-hmm. everyone like so everyone you stop like you stop people you win yeah like, what, <laughs> I mean hopefully that's one of the modes that'd be like sick like yeah while you are also trying to like win the race too like yeah you multi-layered but um yeah I wonder 
You know what this is absolutely going to have? This is absolutely going to have twi- Twitch integration. Oh, my Twitch God. Twitch chat is absolutely going to be yeah, able to yes. place your obstacles and stuff and try and torment you. Yeah. <laughs> the building, Such a good concept. A little bit of the building seemed pretty chill to do. I always get concerned with that because I'm, I'm really bad at that stuff. And sometimes those tools can be, like, so complex that I right. get overwhelmed. But uh, just simply placing those ramps and stuff seemed chill. I'm curious if there's, like, big, like like the big sections of the track yeah like you you have to like have locked in place before people are on them and then you can only like drop in like maybe the smaller uh, elements yeah you know uh, like the rubber duck and all that kind of thing yeah um, or if you know you can just edit the whole thing while yeah. people are riding around on it wild uh, excited always down for some San Francisco rush stunt mode burnout crash mode vibes <laughs> yeah Wreck I know fest. one of the uh, one of the other things that like Don was concerned about was whether it would just all be like these like elevated tracks and you wouldn't have any kind of like environmental. Kind sure. Of but at the beginning of the trailer, you see them mm-hmm. like in a regular intersection, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dropping yeah. in that big cow and everything. And so. The half pipe, yeah, like they it was just the middle of that like forest, like big yeah. bear or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Take to the skies. I think yeah, they're just trying to like show something you know, like is you know attention grabbing there because like yeah. that custom course like was enormous. And, yeah, like, looked sick. Yeah. Um, but once I got into like the actual like gameplay perspective, yeah. it looked a little bit more practical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As far as outlandish as they're making it. Yeah. I I always loved the like crafted crash mode. Yeah. Courses, Bloodworth. You know. And you take turns, but this really feels ambitious. It really feels like taking that to the next level, modern with, you know, just a modern twist on it in real time, you know, everyone all at once going through the course versus like, all right, you go, then you go, then you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it definitely like, it's got the wrecking in there, but it does feel feel like more focused on racing yeah so yeah kind of this hybrid mode yeah to see how it how it all fares definitely um but again like you talk about like the hot wheels thing and it's like can't really crash yeah you know mm-hmm. it's like you you could stop really hard but you know not not really the same kind of physics mm-hmm. um and then the other one stunt fest world tour uh this one like I was really surprised by. I I, I think it's super fun looking. Um, in a lot of ways, of like my first, like bit. your first couple of shots when you see these big ramps is like, wait, isn't this like the same thing? At first, I, I thought it was trials with cars. Right. Uh, yeah. Good. But then, like pretty much immediately, you see them like eject the driver yeah. out flat out style, and then you're bouncing all over the place. <laughs> She gets this like kind of wingsuit going, flying over everything, jumps into another car, um, and then there's all these other things where like there's like series of bounces and fans and stuff putting you up walls as a person. Just crazy. You ragdoll really weird, uh, which is great and funny as heck, I think. Um, and then yeah, we've got all this stuff where like you're in like a demolition derby section, and then at the end of the trailer. They show like all the cars like reaching the finish line, and then the one in the middle like ejects. So to, like, funny! Throw good themselves bit, good in at the end. So. Yeah, I don't know how the balance on this stuff is gonna work. I don't know how the modes and the objectives are gonna work. Yeah. It just looks like a lot of fun. It seems like a very fun, unique idea. Like it, it feels like we've seen it and played it before, but not. Mm-hmm. Like it is a brand new concept. It's familiar, but it but it does seem like a brand new kind of game. I'm always down for that. 
Yeah, I, I think the concept is cool looking. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how it all comes together. Like yeah. it, uh, uh, it, it feels like it could potentially be too jarring when you're like in like the person mode and like that scaling like that wall with all those platforms and those fans. It's like, it, like is that like a shortcut to get up somewhere yeah. or is that like a, like is that a mode it's yeah. itself like it seemed it seemed very elaborate yeah um, well that part yeah. seemed like you like yeah you pretty much have to ditch your car yeah so it's like yeah. is that part of the course like is there a part where you have to ditch like is that part of the structure like i have a lot of questions after this but i mean otherwise yeah as long as like it comes together and it like is very self-explanatory once you get your hands on it i think actually yeah you both are right it's just they just as long as that's there. If it's not, I could see yeah. it kind of becoming like, eh, I don't really like, this is not clicking, you know. Yeah. I just would rather it just have been this or that. Um, well, yeah, we talked about flat out, but you know the other thing that kind of reminds me of Huber? Hmm. Uh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, Being sure. Back into Fall Guys. It's yeah. Like Fall Guys with wrecking cars. Totally. <laughs> and pain. I don't know if you heard me say pain. Oh, old pain. game pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never got into pain. Yeah. <laughs> Weird one. Kind of shades of that. Um, more titles that were at the showcase. Um, I, I I didn't even get to check all these out myself. They had like 14 games on this thing. Uh, Gothic is back. Gothic. Yeah, I always want to play those oh, games. Yeah. yeah, hardcore PC RPGs. Yep. Uh, reimagining of the 2001 PC game. Very cool. Uh, there's like a playable teaser, but I was trying to figure out how PT. to get it because like I went to... Yeah, exactly. I went to the page for the teaser, and I thought it would be downloadable there, but I didn't see a download button, just like a link to the main game. So I don't know if that's still coming out or if there's like some messaging that I missed or they had to pull it temporarily or what. Word. But there's supposed to be a teaser out there for the, the new Gothic. Cool. Um, everything's coming back. Everything you ever wanted, everything, everything, all of it. Nightmare Creatures probably in two years. Speaking of, <laughs> SpongeBob the Cosmic Shake. Remember when they did the SpongeBob remake the like a couple years oh, ago? Oh, rehydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, bikini, yeah. So that same team's making a brand new game now. There we go. Nice. Going to all kinds of different like environments, westerns, and all kinds of other things oh. with SpongeBob. Yeah, awesome. SpongeBob is relevant across all generations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that though. I love those stories, blood. When it's like, okay, we'll remaster slash like remake this one, and then okay, we did we did something good here. Let's make a brand new one. Yeah. Awesome. Happened with Crash. Yeah, Crash exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love when that yeah. happens. <laughs> uh, AEW Fight Forever. Yes. Got some wrestling in there, Huber. Yeah, it looks a little bit janky, but I'm optimistic. <laughs> Do not worry. I'm optimistic here. I think, it, right. I, think it could, I think it could be good. All right. Yeah. Everything on paper for this mm-hmm. that I've been following sounds good. Uh, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, which is just a couple weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, real close on that one. Jagged Alliance 3. Jagged Alliance. I remember the box at Costco. <laughs> okay. There was like a woman with a like a Uzi or a gun or something, like shooting up. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't, yeah. I've never seen this, I feel like. Yes. But you saw it at Costco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm right on that. I swear. <laughs> it was that Jagged that. Alliance. Watch. I swear it was Jagged Alliance because I was like, whoa, it looks violent and cool. Uh, there's an RTS called Tempest Rising. Uh, there's a game called Space for Sale, which kind of gives me like No Man's Sky vibes, but sort of more top down, uh, third, third person. Um, Outcast 2. Uh, Wait, the side scroller? Let me look. Outcast? With the colors? No, I'm not sure what that did. Let me see. Outcast 2 THQ. Let's take a look. Try to remember what that was. 
Open world sci-fi adventure. No. Nope. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Okay. It wasn't Jagged Alliance either, Huber. Yeah. No, it was. Jagged Alliance 2 has exactly what he's talking about. Yes! There you go. <laughs> yes! I did not dream that. <laughs> pulling up that screen. was reality. Like environmental <laughs> screenshots. <laughs> But uh, actually, it might be it might be quicker for me to look at the email I had on this guy. Maybe I'm thinking of Outland. 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 I think I know what you're, you're thinking, thinking of. You're thinking of Outland. Yeah. Yes. yes. Outland. Sorry, That's it. Okay. Me out. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Okay. Let me see Outcast if I got a description two. on Outcast though. Does Embracer Group have Outland? <laughs> <laughs> Outcast Two: A New Beginning. Cutter Slade. Cutter Slade. Good God. Cutter Slade. <laughs> The Talons are fighting a desperate war against human invaders, and only Cutter can prevent the Talons from be- being exterminated Cutter in order slayed. to pave the way to end the conflict. Developed by Appeal Studios, Outcast 2, A New Beginning is coming soon to PC, PlayStation 5, and Series X. I still don't know what kind of game it is. Yeah. Sounds like a survival crafting game. I'm just going to throw it out there. Cutter Slade. Just going to throw that out. That's so 90s. <laughs> Cutter, Cutter Slade. <laughs> Fantastic. Jealous that like I didn't make that up for a D and D name. I'm, I'm jealous that none of our 50 oh. patrons sent that name in yeah. for our opening bit. Well, let me let me <laughs> throw this over to Isla because this is a crazy looking trailer. I have it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you're like got a rocket pack and all kinds of stuff. Third person action adventure looks like. Third person action adventure. Yo, it's a good shot. I feel like I'm watching Halo. Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> We're getting Andy reactions Burrow. in our podcast this week. Yeah, answer. Like, Whoa, <laughs> what is okay? Because I didn't, I didn't even get to this one. Okay, now I'm portals. Of Vin Diesel, Stargate. <laughs> Yo, star, I need total to rewatch Stargate. Yes, one, dude. Let's watch Stargate. The movie. Oh, the I've movie. been craving the Me movie. Too, dude. I've been craving it. <laughs> yes. Spader, dude. Spader. I watched it like once every two years at least. Hell yeah. Yeah. Roland Emmerich, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it's Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the thing that sends you down from the... Is this Cutter Slade? Oh, shit. Cutter is back. (laughs) Unexpected trailer here. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is the same one I had, but... This is the main one on the website. I don't know. I'm into this. Yeah, this is a totally different trailer. Whoa, here we go. Yo, let's just party. We don't need to attack people. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this took a turn. Yeah, these. <laughs> the Why am I not familiar with Outcast One at all? Blood. This isn't one of those situations where Outcast One is like a very, very old game, is it? Could be. <laughs> more, more research I need to get to. It's all right. You did, Blood. There are so many games in the showcase. <laughs> Don't be mad, viewers. There are a lot of games to cover here. It's just funny. Half of this trailer that Isla found is just like people dancing. Yeah. Oh, no. It's he too late. He's too late oh, to the party. Man. This took a turn. Nice. Yo. Not on last gen. Making a statement. That's fun. Yeah. A legitimate video game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then... Uh, Knights of Honor 2, Sovereign, and then Way of the Hunter, which is coming out soon. And then The Valiant is the last one of those. Uh, but yeah, 
some some good yeah. stuff. There it is. I remember here. this. Po- I knew it, dude. It was yeah. so familiar. This poster with the visor guy, dude. The first one? 1999. Dude, so it's old. Yes. Yeah. Is that a Lucas? PC Gamer, 90 percent. 1999 Outcast. There's also a remake called in 2017 called Outcast: Second Contact. Got it. A sequel, New Beginning, is coming out. Nice. There you go. Nice. Got it. Critically acclaimed, the first one, and uh, named the Adventure Game of the Year by GameSpot in 1999. Little history for it. Nice. We got more news to come, but if you've been enjoying this podcast so far, please take a second to like and subscribe and ring the bell over here on YouTube. Uh, It helps us and it helps you stay connected. And now, a word from our sponsors. Shopify is more than a store. Connect with your customers, drive sales, manage your day-to-day. Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Um, And Shopify has thousands of integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and beyond. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Believe me, like we ha- wouldn't, we never would have tried to sell shirts without help because it would, seems impossible to manage all that stuff. Shopify is here to help you do that. Um, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first scale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash allies, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Shopify is spelled S-H-O-P-I-F-Y. Shopify.com slash allies, all lowercase. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash allies right now. Shopify.com slash allies. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Um, it's important to take care of your mind. Uh, it, whether that's meditating, going for a walk, doing whatever. How would you take care of your car if you had the same car your entire life? That's like your brain. You got to take care of it. Take it to the... The brain mechanic. (laughs) The therapist. That's a brain mechanic. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. And it's important that we invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. And there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. I personally have been in therapy in and out basically my entire life since I was like a kid. I remember telling my mom, I'm like, I want to go to a therapist. <laughs> like, this isn't working. Uh, and I've used BetterHelp before when my dad was on hospice and I was out of LA and it was very helpful. Um, helped me out a lot with gender stuff. 
grief, talking to a therapist is really good. And BetterHelp is a great way to do it, especially if you are not somewhere where it's easy to get to a therapist in person. It's also cheaper. BetterHelp in general. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, live chat therapy sessions. So you don't have to show up on camera if you don't want to. Some people don't want to be seen. You just want to be heard. And I think that that's really great that they do that. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, typically. That's definitely true. I think BetterHelp is like half of the cost of my in-person therapist. Uh, You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And, important, with a therapist in real life or BetterHelp, you can shop around. If you don't like one that you get, just get a different one. You know? You can change therapists on BetterHelp. I did it. It's easy. And it's not scary or embarrassing, which is nice. Our listeners... Did you know this? Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash allies. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash allies. 10% off your first month, betterhelp.com slash allies. Check it out. Take your brain to the brain mechanic. Okay, thanks, bye. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Huber, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh-oh. There was... Have we been embraced? Iron Man game. Uh, I saw the headline. By the Just Cause Huber, decks. we've been embraced. <laughs> We're all millionaires. <laughs> Got canceled. Uh, but yeah, during an interview with MinMax... Hey, Ben Hansen. Yeah. Uh, Get out of our Discord, Ben Hansen. No, he's fine. Quit he's pitching fine. your shit in our Discord, Ben Hansen. He doesn't do that. Yes, he does, but we, we, we embrace it. <laughs> we embrace. We embrace, we embrace everyone. We embrace. embrace. We love you, Ben Hansen. Loving embrace, Ben Hansen. Loving embrace of Ben Hansen. Yes. I actually told someone today to, to, to go talk to Ben Hansen. Nice. nice. Go to benhansen.com slash allies. <laughs> oh. uh, but Ben was talking to uh, Christopher Sundberg, um, who uh, was one of the co-founders of Avalanche. Uh, he's moved on from there since uh, 2019. Got it, got it. Um, but uh, he revealed that they were working on an Iron Man game for two years. Damn. Before it got canceled. Damn. Uh, and they said that uh, basically Disney and Marvel... Uh, wanted them to speed up production, hire like 70 or 80 people, um, and and then he was like, yeah, that, that would have meant that he would have also had to find those people projects to work on after that yeah. game was done. And he was like, it, he, he said it would have uh, it would have broken the studio completely. Jeez, if we had agreed to that. Um, and uh, and then uh, hiring all those developers would have been a complete nightmare. We kind of know a little bit about that now, Isla. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Gabby. You... <laughs> <laughs> Just hiring him. Hiring someone is a chore. But we went through, like, what, like 30, 60 people, something crazy? Oh, my God, yeah. Could I you read, imagine... like, 70-plus uh, whatever they're called, resumes. But could you imagine doing that for 70 to 80 positions? <laughs> Good God, no. Wow. Woo! Wow. Um, apparently, the game would have enabled players to take off and fly anywhere. Uh, had a f- focus on melee combat, so, and had uh, you could use Iron Man's repulsors to punch characters through walls. Awesome. Yeah. I remind, I just, just saw a Minority Report. Uh, the game in my brain, shooting him through mm. the glass. 
so cool. You get the little like oh, yeah, that or nothing, but it's in the game and they go like flying. It's so oh. cool. Uh, Blood. This is a match made in heaven. This is a bummer. This never came out. Just cause cross Iron Man. I mean. The gameplay just makes that makes sense. That makes so much sense. It's like we always talk about uh, from software make a Castlevania game. It's like yeah. you know just these matches we want. Um, and what's crazy is like you know we've we've been asked that question so many times, right? It's like who would you want to make what? Yeah. Like I don't think I've ever put those two, and two no. together. Like yeah, this this is good. Yeah, this would be great. Totally Bloodworth. Um, do we know if it was a movie tie-in or if it was its own? Um, Iron Man game. I don't know that. Okay. Because um, I know they had those like 360 Iron Man games and those were so poor. Right. That Superman Returns game. <laughs> like just the troubled history of superhero games is tragic. I mean, even before Bar- Batman Arkham Asylum, the Dark Knight game that never came out. Mm. Read into that one. Oh. It's going to be this open world Dark Knight game. I think maybe there's gameplay that out there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they're saying this was canceled in 2012, right? So the Iron Man games that you're thinking of, the Sega yeah. ones that me and Damiani reviewed, yeah. <laughs> uh, those were 2008 and 2010. So this would have been the redemption. So this would have been like, okay, they were not happy with yep. what Sega did. Yep. They went to Avalanche. Avalanche started working on this. They took two years. And then they're like, you got to hurry this up. Come on. It's time. And they're like, no, we're, we're not going to finish this. We're not going to do this. Yeah, we got a new movie coming out. Let's go. I know. Hurry what up. the heck? But I think this would have been even after the movie, right? Or would have been Iron a, Man 3. What year was Iron well, Man Avengers 3? was 2012, so mm. Iron Man 3 was... 2013. Yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe Avengers, that is Avengers why. Avengers and that, yeah. Even if it wasn't based on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to ride them. Correct, the May wave. 3rd, 2013. Yeah, now we got... Uh, That's it. That's why. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, you can play as Iron Man in the Avengers game, and, you know, I like the Avengers game. I don't think it's great, but I do like it. I know it's got its own set of problems, uh, but you don't r- really feel like Iron Man in that game. I mean, you fly around, you blast, and you punch. It's cool, but it's, like, not Iron Man like that. You know, when right. I watch a freaking Avengers movie and Tony Stark's it's jumping out like of a you're plane. In a corridor and, or something, exactly. Right? It's so suffocating, you know? That's the main problem with Avengers for me, is like it just it feels like it's you're in a box. Yeah. Iron um, Man VR. I actually never played that oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. And it's actually I don't know if that made you feel like Iron Man. Yeah. I've heard like a lot of good things about yeah. that game. I think Jones I haven't played dug it myself. It. Yeah. I think I remember Jones being like, oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. But I know I get you, Huber, about like a more open environment with free roaming mm-hmm. is like kind of necessitated for a yeah. game with like those yeah, what you, mechanics you want to see happen with Iron Man. It's like and as you said, like what sorry, was it Just Cause or Fire Cause? Like, Just Cause. Just Cause, sorry, Just Cause, Just Cause yeah. was like that game like screams like Yeah, yeah. you're like surf on the side of a yeah. plane on that yeah. Game. yeah. Yeah. You know, I just think of, you know, obviously Insomniac and Rocksteady are the benchmarks for superhero games but I think of uh, just Spider-Man you know what happens when you make 
when you do it perfectly, you know, oh, when yeah. you do it right, oh, and just how gadgets. just zipping around as Spider-Man that game, you know, top three favorite things to do in a video game ever. I'm sorry, is <laughs> just zipping through. You know, if we can just get a game where it really feels like you're flying around as and as Iron Man. I know everyone wanted Anthem to kind of be that. You know, <laughs> that didn't work out very well. But different suits, man, with different gameplay mechanics. Oh, yeah, the big so ones, many Iron Man suits. You know? Or multiplayer. Yes. War Machine and you could have been like a thing. You. Co-op. Yeah, Yeah, co-op would be great. Co-op would have been sick. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. What could have been? Yeah. Man. What could have been? (laughs) Canceled game. So, tale as old as time. Yeah. Tragic tales. uh, I feel like, though, that there is is sort of like, I don't know if Spider-Man was the first, but I feel like there's a split in the, like, that Marvel Disney attitude Mm -hmm. towards how they... We're approaching these games. Oh, Spider-Man 2. When was Spider-Man 2? On PS2. Because oh, that, that game's incredible. Well, that was before Disney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the best. Yeah. And they they nailed it at the time. Right. But I'm thinking like at around the same time as um, Iron Man came out, the, mm-hmm. the bad Iron Man games we played. Yeah. But you also had like, there's the Captain America game. There's the Thor games. Love that oh. Captain America game. The first Avenger. That one's cool. So it was still in like. four video games. Wolverine games too. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Right, one of the best the there is. Every one of these. One of the best. Uh, well, that would have been under the Fox yeah, license, I think. Yeah, yeah. One of the At best. The time. Um, but I think every one of those was kind of. Like it was seen as the moving movie marketing tie-in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does feel like potentially this game was still in that era. Oh no, you've got to have it out with the movie. Yeah. It's got to support the movie. Yes. Yeah. And now I think that they've seen with Spider-Man with Guardians of the Galaxy that Arkham Asylum. You know, you don't. they don't have yeah. to necessarily do that. Totally. Yeah, very true. Uh, but shout-outs to the. To Avalanche for being so you had for being responsible. Yeah. In this case. Like yeah. foreseeing like the damage, long term damage would have done just for like a short term gain and like turning it down. I mean, yeah. Could Shout have, out. Yeah. Absolutely great. Well, point we we might have like loved that game, but like how many people would have been like, you know, potentially displaced when he's like, Well, I gotta fire half the team now. We just finished this mm-hmm. great game. But yeah, that's you don't really see that much, you know, in this industry. Yeah. Especially from like higher profile studios like that, yeah. yeah, making a big Iron Man game when the MCU's kicking. Yeah, and then, like, like saying yeah. no to that too as yeah. well. So like, well, we're not gonna yeah. work on this anymore. Bye, I canceled. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, wow, okay. Yeah. Wow. You walking away from me? You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't quit. <laughs> oh, and then our last big story, uh, which is probably smaller, but it's still it's something that just like it caught my eye. I'm like, really, this is this is nuts. Because uh, I get Call of Duty emails, like, I feel like every day, <laughs> every day or every other day. Every day. And so, like, a lot of them, like, they kind of just pass over me or I pass it to you. And it's like, mm-hmm. do you think this is cool? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty's digital pre-orders get the campaign a week early. Yo. Activision just just stabbing physical shops in the, in the throat, basically. Um, if, you, if you pre-order the digital edition of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, you'll receive... Early campaign access, in addition to the previously announced rewards, pre-ordering a digital copy will grant players up to a week to complete the single-player campaign before the full game launches on October 28th. I'm all about the campaigns. The campaign (laughs) on October 20th, the game launches on the 28th, which means that's when it'll be in stores. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they just learn that their game comes. They just break street date all the time. So just like you know what, let's yeah. just like let it out there digitally. Honestly, like take yep. that. <laughs> Honestly, oh. dude. Yep. It's wild too because in the past you always saw the multiplayer early access. Right. Yeah. Now it's the campaign. Mm. It's wild to think about. Um. Well documented history of uh, my love and engagement with Call of Duty franchise uh, over the course of, you know, since the beginning, the PC original, come in and out. I come in and out all the time of Call of Duty, in and out, in and out, loved the Modern Warfare remake. I really, really love that one. The last couple I have not been that into, but now that we're back to Modern Warfare 2 remake, I'm intrigued again. Mm-hmm. I have high hopes for the campaign. I really like the campaign of Modern, Modern Warfare Remake 1. And obviously the original Modern Warfares are, you know, that whole trilogy is freaking awesome. So, I got some questions. You know, Modern Warfare 2 has some controversial, hardcore missions that I wonder I wonder how they're going to be handled now. You know, I, I'm I'm very intrigued on uh, multiple levels. You keep levels. coming back at that because it's not a, it's not a remake. It's not trying to... Yeah, recreate but those events. Still, but there's. But you're gotta, just saying because it's the same name, you think it's the same expectations? I think so, I, and and it's a catalyst for huge events in this timeline. Like you have to have a big thing to kick a big thing off. Um, so I wonder. I I just I want to know. I want to know how it's going to work out. But so I'm maybe, so intrigued. Maybe not exactly the same thing that happened in Modern Warfare 2, but yeah. like a, a, something similar something to controversial. Yeah, some not, intense yeah, I stuff. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I just don't but know. But I mean, how crazy is this, though, that like all you have to do is pre-order? You don't have to yeah. buy the deluxe edition. You don't have to do anything yeah. like that. You yeah. just pre-order online instead of going to a store. Yeah. I, I feel like they're just reading the market that like the digital sales, you know, it just keeps skewing, skewing further and further mm-hmm. in favor of digital sales. And they're just like trying to get more and more people on board with that. I think it's better for them probably to sell direct, you know, probably, or through yeah. the, like the storefronts than going through... You know, brick and mortar distributors anymore. Like you know, the, the reduction. I mean, even Amazon, really. Like yeah. anywhere that you would get a physical copy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like they still charge the same amount for the digital. You know, as you would buy a thing, so you don't have to pay for the packaging and stuff anymore. So they'd probably all love it if, like, oh, you don't have to like make a physical copy anymore, and we still charge sixty, seventy dollars for these games. That's like, yeah. that's their dream. So. I think they're just, you know, they're just like, you know, incentivizing that and like further, you know, expediting that process mm-hmm. towards, yeah, they get as many people on board. And like, as you said, it might sting for people who want the physical copy, but like, they might even get people to double dip. Like, oh, I'll pre order digitally and then I'll go pick up my physical because I want to play it a week early and then I'll go pick up my physical copy. I mean, oh, sure. It feels like if a, they get one of those big box collector's it editions. It does yeah. feel like it's very much like angled that way that they've done their market research and they're like, this is where we want to go with this. No, nah. you, you still get physical here and there. Here and there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Trade it to a buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Brad hook, <laughs> hooking it up, dude. I was about to buy Grand yeah, Turismo Brad 7. Brad like the king of physical right yeah, now. Yeah, I was about yeah. to buy Grand Turismo 7 because I haven't bought it yet. I've been so busy. And he's like, oh, I got the, got the disc so you can borrow it. I was like, yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Polly, Polly... Digital polyphony? Di- oh. Digital polyphony, yeah. Polyphony digital. Going to borrow, Sorry. borrow, Thanks. It, Thanks borrow it from Brad. There. <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's, to be, you know, to be expected. Yeah. You know, it's only in the digital era these past few years that that hasn't been an option. You know, totally. 
You know, like the yeah. majority of NES games and Super NES games that we talked about, yeah, that we played as kids, Spot. our parents were going to buy all that crap. Are you nope. kidding me? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Trade them around. Trading with friends, trading with teachers. Yeah. Trading with my editor at the newspaper. <laughs> Rules. If anyone I could trade with, I was trading with, you know, and it's like it wasn't permanent. We, we just, you know, would borrow it and give Love it back that. when we're done. Yeah. Such good stuff, but you, you, you knew companies hated that stuff. They, they've all hated it from like mm-hmm. day one. So mm-hmm. all those like big court cases were for about like when people could record on VHS and stuff and like right. no, and Blockbuster when it came along with rentals and stuff like they all hated that yeah. stuff. So now that we're at the with this precipice now they're like hey it finally came back and it's like you know what like we, we, we're going to win in the end here. Yeah. You're not going to be able to share your digital copies. Mm-hmm. We could delist it. Like it, it's their dream. Like it's, all, it's always been about like control and stuff like that. So totally. Yeah, I do still root for like the physical thing, but man, like there definitely are conveniences for sure. Definitely. And like when you put stuff like this, like again, I know I just said it earlier, but like this is a game I was actually really into, and it's like, yeah. man, digital version give me a week early. Yeah. I'm getting that digital version for Le- sure. Yeah, like I'm I'm still on the Walking Dead train, and if you do AMC Plus, you get that a week early. You oh. get an, a full an episode a full week early. Wow, Dang. it's yeah. the best. For spoilers, it is the absolute oh, yeah. best defense because no one is talking about the episode you're watching and you just watch it and like you go online after, no one's talking about it because no one gets this like bonus, subs- you know, it's AMC Plus. So it's like, yeah. but this that's is a the huge similar point though. It you're talking about huge. this could be controversial. You're talking about there could be big moments. Yeah. And now it's like, Oh, if I got a physical, now I'm I'm going to get spoiled by yeah. some dude on Twitter because so, I have to wait a week to get my copy. Yeah. It's like, it sucks that it is like this business practice, you know? But as a consumer for How my... How many home, articles are going to be out there talking about spoilers in that, that totally. seven days? As a consumer, that was always, to me, the best reward is... Early access to something. Yeah. It, it truly, as, just as a straight up consumer, it's like, oh, you get this early, dude. Like, this is something I'm excited about. Like, obviously, I want to do that. And it's nice, like you said, that it is less malicious. It's not the d- digital deluxe insane edition. It's like, dude, just a pre order of the regular game. That's it. Well, yeah. Blood, this raises an interesting question, too, for like on our end, like for reviewers. Is the review embargo still the actual release day, or is it like does it go up when this goes up, or mm-hmm. what? Like, well, they are these usually pre-ordering. Yeah. Yeah, because EA and other companies have had these kind of things as well, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. so yeah, like yeah, a lot of the most of the time that I've seen, it's like as soon as the public can get it in any form. Um, the reviews go. Then up. that's when the yeah reviews or whatever can go live. Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll even be like. Yeah, the game's going to be available in Australia at the specific times. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Except for, like, what co- what company uh, wasn't it, like, oh, Skyrim or Bethesda or somebody stopped giving out advanced copies? Oh, like that was the, way back. They, yeah. They've totally oh, they stopped yeah. abandoned yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. stuff, yeah. Because, like, it'd be pretty insidious if, like, the review embargo is still the actual release date, so it's like mm. everyone pre-orders it mm. raw, you know. Oh uh, well, that that can happen still, yeah. uh, for reviews. But in, but what what you're thinking of with Bethesda is they weren't giving reviewers the game at right, all, right, right, until uh, the public could get it for yeah. a couple of years there. Yeah, I think this is uh, poised to potentially. I mean, it always is. It's Call of Duty, but I feel like it's kind of like muted. This release, I don't know. 
Uh, well, the last one has did really bad. Yeah, you know, for for Call of Duty numbers and and Warzone, you know, with with cheating and all that, mm-hmm. and and you know, Warzone has had its struggles, but Warzone Two, I know, is supposed to be launching. Yeah, um, Warzone's had its struggles, but Warzone's been yeah. a success. And Mobile of course, success. huge success, yeah. huge success. But it's still like, for the most dedicated players, it's had its issues lately. So I feel like this is another moment in the long history of Call of Duty to have kind of, it's kind of a new chapter, it feels like. Yeah. I, I just Could be think, big. I it mean, will be big. It's Call of Duty, obviously. It's, pro- yeah, it's it, like a rocket science. Sure. Yeah. I think the the online specific ones though, like Warzone, just future ones like those are just going to be like their biggest things. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be yeah. harder and harder. It's all a vehicle for yeah. Warzone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going that direction. So I mean, if it doesn't feel like these are as big of a deal as they used to, it's not just because they come out so frequently. It's yeah. not, they mean that argument. Well, there's some weight to that. It's like it's been eclipsed by something. Mm-hmm. Like they they made something like that's more enticing to a larger like fan base and larger consumer base, and they go with that. Um, the other thing I wanted to add, though, about the, the physical digital thing real quick is the, the only thing that does kind of suck, and not just like with Activision doing what they're doing with Modern Warfare 2, but like every other company, like none of these companies, almost none of these companies include, um, they don't do what like, like movies do. They don't include like a digital code for like you buy the DVD Blu-ray, which is usually the more expensive mm. thing, and then it comes with the code for the digital version. Like it should, I honestly think it should be if you buy a physical version, you should get a code for the digital version as well. <laughs> like I don't like understand. Uh, they're just it being would, greedy at be, that point, in my opinion. be convenient in some yeah, ways. Yeah, I feel sure. like it's a little bit like it's for first party releases, the very least, it should probably be this way. So, yeah. for like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they control their storefronts. Third parties, it's a little bit different. I can understand if that's a little bit like more difficult. Well, and also, yeah. I definitely wish that that was the case for my because um, I wanted to do the upgrades for Resident Evil Remake 2. Yeah. But I had that physical on PS4. Yep. And so I can't. Because I don't have a disc drive. You don't have a disc drive. <laughs> See, right. yeah. I just yeah, can't gets, ever do that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Xbox One had some crazy plan to go with that and got so much backlash because, again, it would basically have meant that you couldn't let people borrow your games, you know, or there would be, like, weird things when you'd want to sell it and all of that. The uh, famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> classic, classic. But it would have essentially, like, registered your disc to your account. Um which is kind of different than what you're you're talking about for sure. Yeah, the movies they just like give you both. Here you go. Yeah, just a little insert. It's got the code on it, and just like or when you now if you yeah. put the disc in, it just says, "Hey, would you like to download your like digital version as well?" Because like sometimes like like for certain games when we get codes, like it comes with like I imagine it's for like like public versions of codes too, like. You get the PS4 and PS5 version sometimes right. when you redeem a code. So it's like there, some companies already do do that where you get two versions of game, especially digitally. So it's yeah. like just kind of like merge that all yeah. together and like just you put in a disc. It's like, would you like to also get it? Just unlocks it all and yeah. like you get it. And like the tier you, pricing should just be behind like collector's editions and stuff. Like yeah. that's where you like. Do you think uh, if they did that, do, do you think uh, physical will ever be more expensive than digital? Base? If, if that happened, I think like if it you should. Bought a, like if it's seventy five for no, the physical or something. No, because what Damiani is saying is like the they can make the more money yeah. on the digital just by having it at the same price. 
That's why they li- that's why they like that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like the movie industry, they probably are kicking themselves for yeah. doing it because the the, the precedent's already been established. They probably get too much backlash. It's probably like, I mean, even the 4K version of something, it's like a twenty like nineteen ninety nine or twenty four ninety nine, whatever those costs now for those Blu rays. Mm-hmm. Like they want the digital version. Like oh, it should also be that. Like and, but, like look storefronts like like Amazon or iTunes or whatever. You got like the. HD version, you got yeah. like the SD version, and yeah, like the, 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 like they they've tried to like close yeah. that gap a bit, where like digital has historically been like cheapest, and then now you got like the during the pandemic we had like the day one like day movie one, releases, which yeah. like the price more expensive than the price of a ticket, it's like thirty bucks. It's like yeah, yeah like they they you could tell they would have done it too if they had foreseen where all this went. So I don't see game companies ever doing like what movies <laughs> did because. Yeah, they they stand to make too much money that way. Do you remember do you remember that middle period of Blu-ray when you would get the Blu-ray, a DVD, and the like <laughs> and the digital, digital ultraviolet, yeah. ultraviolet? Yeah, yeah. Just ultraviolet. That yeah. was violet. So that weird. was hundred percent done just to get people to transition to a yeah. new medium. Like they were yeah. eating that cost. Like they wouldn't Well, but so many yeah. times I bought a Blu-ray and I was like, Oh, I got the DVD too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like the DVD, that's oh, the yeah. thing. Printing DVDs. It, yeah, like, it's, it's like five cents. A couple yeah. Pe- pennies, yeah. yeah. Wild. Stack of those DVDRs, baby. Also this week, Sunsoft is back. Uh, they had an eight-minute little presentation uh, where they had, like, a VTuber character. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a little weird. It was kind of hard to understand. It had a very thick accent, so he's like, you need to put the subtitles on. Uh, but it looks like they're basically, uh, at this point, they're either re-releasing or reimagining retro games. So the three games they had in there, uh, there was Iki Unite, uh, which is a, a, it looks like a new game. But apparently, like, the original Iki was, like, one of these, like, Japanese games that was, like, known as being a crappy game. Okay. But it was, like, this whole trend to where, like, people would, like, flock to these crap games on the Famicom. Okay. And so it sold, like, <laughs> 500 okay. to 700,000 copies or whatever. Okay. Um, but now, because... I guess they're saying they didn't have the technology to do like the full co-op experience or whatever. Now they're making a co-op roguelike <laughs> oh based on oh. the original. Wow! All right, Famicom game. Co-op roguelite. I like the sound of that. So, sure, sign me up. Yeah, so that's that's a crazy one. Um, You're in, bro. And then you're in. <laughs> Ginnick, which we mentioned earlier, was going through like the 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 uh, the Embracer Group thing. Like that's one of their that's one of their games. So apparently, the Swedish game doing those Swedish company doing those retro games is is linked up with Sunsoft as okay. well. Okay, I've never heard of Gimmick before. I saw the footage of this; it looks cool. Yeah, um, and then the one that I know, Euphoria. Ryan Stevens turned me on to oh. this. This was like Ryan again. Stevens this is the Metroidvania before Metroidvania was the term. Nice. I mean, at this point, Metroid. There was only one game. <laughs> yeah. Castlevania wasn't doing anything Metroidvania related, <laughs> uh, but it's a cool game, and that's. So Euphoria is coming out uh, for PC, Switch, Xbox, and PS4 next year. Nice. Um, and then uh, Gimmick is coming out later this year. Is Ryan mm-hmm. Stevens pumped? I haven't, I wonder if he's I haven't seen his reaction, but I'm okay. sure. I'm sure. Euphoria nice. is great. Nice. I think it has like some special chip in it like let them do some things, maybe with the soundtrack that you can't do on most NES games. Cool. Yeah, I don't know all the details. But it's a very... Uh, it was actually one of the first games that I streamed. Wow. When we were streaming from, like, the equipment closet yeah, at Viacom. Yep. 
So like I streamed some of that game, and then like after work I was like I want to play some more, and like oh I could just keep streaming, and like I basically streamed the full playthrough nice. of Euphoria. That's so jolly, dude. Bud. These character names are amazing in in Euphoria. Yeah, the main character's name is Bop Louie. Bop yep. Louie. And his friends' names are Shade, Freon, Leon, and Gil. Nice. <laughs> yeah, very fun game. I had a high school buddy named Gil. Of course he did. There is a character in Luke Cage called Shades. Mm. Uh, the arcade crew and Joy Master developer Blazing Chrome yes! announced Vengeful Guardian. Yes! Roll this trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's a side-scrolling action game. It looks pretty sick. Hell yeah. Blazing Chrome was sick. <laughs> Love bla- 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 Chrome. Love Blazing Chrome. Ben and I played it at Easy Living, if you recall. Oh, nice. We were hyped as shit on Blazing Chrome, and this just looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's got kind of contra vibes in there. Yep. You're like some kind of like Brad is somewhere just samurai. <laughs> Brad is somewhere yeah. licking his lips <laughs> at this. This is the most Brad Ellis joint possible. Yeah. Lots Guys of splashes, lots pumped. of jump kicks. Lots of du- like the, yeah, just this shot he deflects Yo, the bullets. Is 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 that top three things ever deflecting bullets with a sword? Dude, yeah, this, that's yeah. an auto, like, auto run in Revengeance. This yeah. auto parry is like yes. Top three coolest things. Period. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. There's motorcycle in there that you hop off of. I don't know if that's just like a a can sequence or what that's about. Mm-hmm. But good stuff. Hyped as hell for this over. The, like rungs, I talked about Kabuki Quantum Fighter. Yeah, uh, last week I think. Yeah, and this guy. I think some the week before, mechanics. Yeah, yeah. I think you were telling me about. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the former Hands of Fate developers love Hand of Fate one and two so much. They revealed this uh, superhero tactics game called Capes. Uh, seems to be a lot like uh, XCOM, Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've got your your tactical thing going on, but then you've got your superheroes. I'm not sure like how it all works. I'm a little yeah. guarded on this one, though. A bit on a budget. Yeah, a little guarded. Yeah. Little guarded. Like um, framey in the trailer. This is uh, in ways that you could even fix in edit. Like it's weird. The edit is very these are the choppy ground and level superheroes. Yeah. Taking it to the streets. Street level superheroes street are my levels, favorite. Yeah. That's my absolute favorite. But uh but yeah, I love the uh just showing like a second of gameplay and then coming back to those characters is weird. Well, I think it's an in game cutscene where you start yeah. that ability or yeah. something. Yeah, that also m- the characters looking way different in the menu. Yeah, it was like oh, okay. It's a weird trailer, but again, I love Hand of Fate one and two so much, even though I never finished either of those games because you get to the very, 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 very end. And I just, I just, you know, I have a bad draw. There's like some RNG at the end of each of those where I just could never beat either of them. Mm. But that's not to say that I didn't put a ton of time into both of them. They're freaking excellent video games. I love them. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I just think this has a hot pill battle with Midnight Suns coming. In. Sure. Yeah. It's like your guy. I mean, that's probably way higher budget. Yeah, generic superheroes versus big budget versus yeah. the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But again, I'm just. You know, the most important thing, one of the most important things for me, uh, anytime I get hyped for a movie or a game or whatever it is, is who's making it. Yeah. Who is making it? And I love Hand of Fate, so I'll be watching. 
Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed is coming October 18th. Cool. Yeah. Right Very in time. Good timing. Yep. Uh, good timing. Yeah. But a crowded timing. Crowded, crowded Very timing. Very crowded time. Oh, man, uh, I'm going to be out of town that week. Uh, what? But yeah, that's the 4v1 game from the makers of Predator Hunting Grounds, Ilphonic. Dude, mm-hmm. shout outs to Prey. Shout out to Prey. Dang. Shout out to the Predators game. I got to watch Prey still. <laughs> I watched Shout out it. To Elise and I was James. not as impressed as I had hoped I'd be. Blood hated it. Blood, blood straight up. Uh, no. I like get a Slack message and Blood's <laughs> like, I'm not sure what everyone's talking about with this prey. <laughs> the pacing was strange and I didn't care about any of the characters. Wow. <laughs> I'm just okay, like, I haven't seen it yet, Blood. Coming in hot. <laughs> My girlfriend's mom is in town. I haven't seen it. Yeah, sorry. I thought it. you had seen it. No, I, I should have seen it. I thought you see it. everything. I, well, in normal reality, I do. I'm usually the last person to see any movie in this company. So. It's true. <laughs> Um, after 27 years at Capcom, Hiroyuki yeah. Kobayashi has left the company to join NetEase as a producer, <laughs> uh, which he announced on his 50th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kobayashi worked on Dragon's Dogma, uh, basically the whole Resident Evil series, yep. DMC, among others. Uh, NetEase has been increasing their Japanese presence, uh, um, particularly snagging uh, Yakuza's Toshihiro Nagoshi, who's got his own studio now. Yeah. Unclear whether... Uh, they'll be working together. Um, it's kind of scary. You know, Resident Evil's crushing it, so I'm not really scared there. But it's still, like, you start losing these key people that are responsible for so many great games. Like, you know, negotiate with Yakuza. Like, yeah. I feel like that whole franchise is going to look different now. You know, you obviously games are made by hundreds of people all the time. It's not just one or two people. But... Leadership and vision, I yeah. think, matter so much. So it'll be interesting to see how Resident Evil and Yakuza go forward and what Netties is up to. I'm I'm wondering about Dragon's Dogma 2. <laughs> like to me, Dragon's Dogma is one of my favorite games. Yes. And it's so bad and so great. It's so and and it's like lightning struck in the perfect mixture so. of, of insane ideas. Yeah. Like ambition, impossible ambition, just raw ambition, yeah, like yeah. crazy reach <laughs> uh, that like they couldn't quite nail, and it's perfect. It, is. it like came out, it, it came out so well, and like I'm so worried that it won't strike twice for two. It will, and like every time someone leaves the company, I'm always like, is that part of the mix that we need? And yeah, like, oh right. man. Wavery 64 is out for Switch Online expansion yeah. pack members. Didn't I make a bet on this? Did I win some bet? Come on, no. I, Red Sky can tell us, but I don't. Yeah, I don't we have know. a literal website I, for tracking all the bets you make. <laughs> no, okay, did not. I mean, I've been saying Wave Race something, whether it be a re-release. I could have sworn I put some money on this. This had to happen on the week that dawns out for some reason. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. We just played Blue Storm on stream. <laughs> I want to embrace our group Dawn right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the Dawn playthrough of this. Yeah. That'll be fantastic. Yeah. Good for Don. Good well, for I Don. mean, uh, last year or the year before, he was just doing like those regular, like trying to get the best times yeah. uh, in Waverly 64. I want him to keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably he'll probably jump back in at least once. Just realized I haven't even played yeah. the Resident Evil version, the new one that uh, re-released with PlayStation Plus. What? I haven't even done that. They, they put the digital version of uh, Director's Cut on there, Resident Evil Director's oh, Cut. Okay. Oh, okay. Just old games coming back digitally. Yeah. It's awesome. Just a little touch-up. I bought that on my Steam Deck while I had COVID. <laughs> nice. And finally, Dragon Balls in Fortnite. Yeah. You guys played it earlier. What's it like? 
crazy. Yeah. It's chaos in there. It's absolute chaos. Death from above. I saw the Kamehameha when my character was obliterated. <laughs> but we did get someone. Yeah, yeah. We were, and it yeah. was fitting. We were She-Hulk because that came out technically oh. today. Okay. And we Kamehameha someone and took him out. So we did get a so kill with it. She-Hulk can also Kamehameha. It's an item on the map. Okay. So the only Dragon Ball things that I've seen on the map are Kami House. It's off to the east. Those islands over there, you can land on the island. Bulma's there walking around. Uh, and then you'll see space pods, the old uh, classic Vegeta Nappa Saiyan space pod. They crash and mm. they release a capsule, you know, the Bulma like capsule core things. And then in there, you can get two key items. One is the Nimbus Cloud, it's on a cooldown. You can use it unlimited, but it has a 20 second cooldown. Got it. You leap up into the air and then you're riding, you know, Nimbus. And then the Kamehameha is you pick it up, you get three blasts, consumable, and you just click it, and you jump into the air, you know, and then you charge it up, you hear Goku, Kame, ha! Just blast, a little tricky, you know, I've missed a bunch, you can watch the stream, Finish I missed, it. yeah, I missed a lot of, a lot of shots, but we did get one, so it's satisfying. Excellent. And in classic Fortnite fashion, you know, this will not be here forever, so it's cool to celebrate you know, Dragon Ball, and uh, just do it while you can, you know, blast some Kamehamehas, it's free to play, you don't have to be Goku, you don't have to be Vegeta or anyone, just jump in, find the Kamehameha, and start blasting. Excellent. Yeah. I really want you to finish the, the Kamehameha. Kamehameha! Very I like when they and do like three on. different <laughs> angles. Yeah. They replay it from like three different. The edit. The best. Yeah. The best. Yeah. The best. Oh, I should have done that with cameras. I should have been like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Still to this day, my favorite one is in movie one, Dead Zone. He does a Kamehameha in there that is just short and sweet and awesome. It's my all-time favorite one. Nice. Love it. Thank you. It's time for Love and Respect. Love and respect. From Zachary Clark. Hey, allies. Been a patron since day one, but first time asking a question. Nice. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, I've recently been playing Shin Chan, me and the professor on summer vacation. Oh, Gotta buy yeah. this. I want to play this been so bad. Been seeing so much love for this game, uh, which has been super chill and fun. Mm-hmm. However, I have no experience with source material, and now I am keen to read the manga or watch the anime. Uh, are there any licensed games that introduced you to a non-video game franchise, and did it inspire you to engage with the source material? Any licensed games that introduced you to... So the game was the first time you introduced game, to the game. The first property. time you jumped into something. Hmm. Could have been Dragon Ball or One Piece or something like that. Definitely, Definitely not, not Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Toonami, baby. <laughs> Definitely not Naruto. I played Vampire the Masquerade before the game. Oh, nice. really? On that's a good one. Top. Yeah. That's nice. a great so, one. That's actually. Well, no, I did it backwards. I did oh. the source material, Shit. so it's, it doesn't count. Shit. Yeah, so that's actually one for me. Like, I actually, and then it reminded me, like, oh, I need to go back and finish Swan Song. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that game, but I have no clue about any of that universe. Um, another one I was thinking of is uh, 
Vermintide. Oh yeah. Mm. Those Warhammer games. Like I've never never played Warhammer. Always Same, saw it in yeah, the magazine. Warhammer, sure. Yeah. I played Warhammer online. Actually, was my introduction into Warhammer. I was a green skin freaking orc. They looked so cool in that game. Oh my god, Warhammer Online. Everything just looked cool. I guess I painted a Warhammer 40k thing when I was a kid. Oh yeah? So I never played it. I only had one. It was a Space Marine and I painted it. And that was it. And I just kind of looked at it sometimes. Struggling. We talked about. I'll do another one. We talked about Little Nemo last week. Did you ever play Le- Little Nemo back in the day? Oh, I mean, yeah, but I didn't know what I was doing in it, so I guess that counts. But right. like, I never. Yeah, I was like, how do you play? How do you go anywhere in this game? It's like, I mean, it let you level select, but like, I didn't know you needed stuff, so I like always go to last level. I'm like, why can't you win? It's like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Why can't you win? So how many items? What? What's going on here? Uh, another Warhammer game, Space Marine, the Warhammer oh, Space Marine game. Yep, yep, for sure. But yeah, I can't really think of anything else. This happens with movies more than games, I guess. Like, you see the movie, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I should read that book. Yeah, right. Hold every freaking... It feels like every movie is a book, yeah. right? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I uh, do want to read the Mist books. doesn't oh, exactly fit, because right. they were written concurrently or after, but I do want to read those. Transmedia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christian Jimenez asks... Uh, Hi, Blood, Mike Square, and Isla. Uh, <laughs> nice. What is the driving force behind wanting our favorite games, books, and film TV shows to continue expanding their universes? Nice. With the ending of Better Call Saul this week as one of the greatest shows, along with Breaking Bad, others want that universe to continue on with some other spinoff. No. Personally, I think no. it's better to let it end. Yes. Enjoy what we got. Yes. Thanks, love, and respect. I yeah. agree. Things need to end to give a meaning. It's it's you're seeing you're seeing the MCU wheels fall off for a lot of people. Star Wars wheels and Star Wars as well. You know when yeah. things don't end and go forever, it becomes disposable and it loses meaning and impact. You know you you've seen it with big franchises like Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty franchises that I used to absolutely be obsessed with that I used to call some of the best in the industry. And then now it's just like every year, every year, you know, obviously like a year off with DLC and, you know, Assassin's Creed. Like, right. But for the most part, every single year and when it's every year, it's just not as special. So, yeah, that's where I stand on it. Yeah. I mean, some of the best stuff like was short and sweet and ended yeah, and like people demanded, people demanded more. I mean, yes, it got another attempt at a retelling in the recent Netflix live at, uh, live action adaptation, but uh, Cowboy Bebop for the longest time, oh, people right. are like, where's oh, yeah. the sequel? Why aren't they making more of this? Yeah. Like it's one of the most popular things. Like did not touch it, left it as is. It's like perfect. So I was like, also you run the risk of like diminishing the value diminishing and the returns. impact of the original. Um, so yeah, I definitely like like that. I like things that like just run its course, stop, and you don't need to keep it going. Yeah. But I want to challenge you a little bit, Huber, here, because yeah. I know you're just making this argument. Yeah. Yeah. So like Boruto, like just yeah. more and more Naruto, Naruto, <laughs> just keep going and going and going. Okay. So okay, here's to the nuance, right? The deeper yeah. meaning. Okay. So when something is and when something ends, like Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Legendary, revered, you know, untouchable, basically. Now, though, with Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty mm-hmm. and Boruto, mm-hmm. I still like those things. They just fall into a different 
category, you know? It's not as special. It's not, it doesn't have the highs that it, they once did. But by things never ending and having that, that never ending roller coaster type thing, it's comfort. So Boruto now is just like my comfort thing. It's not a big deal, you know? Like, a Call of Duty comes out, Modern Warfare 2, sure, I'll hop in. It's comforting. You know, it's not this, oh my God. Here comes Call of Duty. It's been five years since the last one. You know, this is oh, this is supposed to be one of the last ones. It's like, you know, there's there's more hype when that's the case. But when something goes on endlessly, it just becomes familiar and comforting. And that's cool too. But I prefer when things end to give them the maximum yep. impact and meaning. Like, like should have stopped Terminator yeah. after two. Should have stopped Terminator. Oh, Terminator yeah. does end after two. Uh, <laughs> Resident Evil. Resident Evil is kind of in this this weird middle ground, right? You know, if if, I'm, if someone's like, "Well, what about Resident Evil? That just never ends." The franchise doesn't move forward all the time. You know, we're getting a lot of remakes, so it's like we've all, we haven't moved. You look at like when Resident Evil was at five came out in like thousand. Was that like 2008, nine? It's like we I, mean, I wouldn't say Assassin's Creed yeah. is moving forward. No, I, mean, the, I think that's the problem. It's like you just start the modern day in like stuff, all kinds though. of weird directions. That yeah, like, I think that's one of the issues is that you you have no progression. Yeah, and I guess too with Assassin's Creed, it's like we're in that Origins Odyssey Valhalla era where they all kind of feel the same. Whereas Resident Evil, it was nice to get like a first person one mm. in the future, and then like going back into the past and it's third person like I don't know it's a nuanced uh, conversation but I do like when things end I think part of the nuance is also like striking a balance about like realizing how soon is too soon how fast is too fast mm -hmm. for some of these things that you hit a point of saturation like spe specifically Star Wars yeah. like I don't think that was from I'm not the biggest fan, but like from what I enjoyed of the the OG trilogy and even like the prequel trilogy, understanding you, you might not like those films, but they still were wildly successful. Mm -hmm. um, they're meant to be like events, like yeah. they they take, they like take your time, let it cook, and like when you have too much of this, I know people love it, but it's like yeah, sometimes you can't have too much of a good thing because yeah. then it just like kind of ruins it becomes common and yeah. dilutes it so that's how i deal about the mcu i know yeah. bringing it up is so triggering like, for everyone because it's like somehow it's become this all or nothing thing like the internet right it's like well if you criticize it then you hate it you know oh, you know it's like the immune to criticism argument and it's like well i still I, like it but like how can you yeah. argue that it just hasn't lost some impact by just I, it being every week yeah, it's gone. It's gone huge. I also think there's a bit of a like a, a fear that like you got to push as hard as you can now because it's not going to last forever. Mm. Like they'll probably approach a point where it's like, all right, it's time to scale everything back. And like those these crazy ideas. I know it seems like a lot, but like they're trying to do so much. But so that's also the, the effect of it. Like it yeah. is it is overwhelming and like man, it's not, it doesn't feel as, as special. But like Resident Evil, I think like it's still. It isn't could in possibly come out too soon, too fast. But like yeah. they've at least spaced these out, and at least with the like the fast pace recently, 
it's been a remake, then an original, a remake, and then an original. Exactly, so like you're exactly. not like it's, it, it, it alleviates yeah. it a little bit. They, they have sure. been alternating to so like the movie. Okay, I'm going on like, crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> seven and eight were like okay, well, yeah. uh, they they were several years apart. Yeah, like, and two, after six, yeah, yeah. several. Years and now ago. we're getting like four, and then like who knows when like nine will come out? So it'll probably be yeah. like you know two or three years after that. So yeah, yeah, you just gotta make sure like they're spaced out properly, and then. You know, not doing like it would be weird. Like, you know, here's where it gets too much Huber. Like, reverse to me is too much. It's like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, stop. you don't need that. Pump and, it. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Giving us everything other than what we want. Yeah. Uh, outbreak. Movie, for Netflix, multi- like, yeah, anime. Exactly. Like, yeah. that's where I think for me, like, they, they run the risk is like, I don't really need these movies. I don't need this stuff. Like, these games are enough for me. Like, mm-hmm. and like, I, yeah, that's where you. Yeah, it's also like a history is written by the victors, you know, kind of a thing where it's like the good ones were like, oh, I'm so glad they did Better Call Saul. Whereas like when that came out, we were all like, Breaking Bad is perfect. What the hell are you doing? You yeah. know? And then it's like, well, when they brought back X-Files, it sucked. And we were like, nobody asked for this, you know, and it's like, <laughs> so it's always just like. Or Jurassic Park, right? Like, oh gosh, it's like stop <laughs> yeah. because they're bad. If they were good, we'd be like sick. Yeah, right? keep right. going. Like, you're right, and you that's never, the Resident you can Evil never case. know. You can never know. Oh, right? It's like Don. I'm thrilled for more okay, Resident Don. Evil games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don's on the phone. Yep. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's okay, Don. He can feel Wait. me. It's okay. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry, Don. I'm sorry. But you know, so it's like it's Great kind point, of a, it's kind of a thing where it's like. Great point. You know. Fate is just looking back and saying everything led to this point. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that's a, a big part of it, right? Because, like, you look at the original Star Wars, you look mm-hmm. at the original Jurassic Park, and you look at it like the, like, they raise the bar. Yeah. You yeah. Know? They're groundbreaking uh, films in, in, like, every sense of the term. Yeah. And then you put out something that's, like, just more or not as good mm-hmm. and it's like what are you even doing but because people remember the groundbreaking like totally. well it's still kind of suckers for it right when the originator <laughs> is like an earth shattering classic and yeah. then the follow up is just yeah. decent mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like good you know that it looks yeah. bad yeah and that's one of the, the like one of the issues with like some of the like the marvel shows and stuff it's like yeah. it's like okay here are these characters i like and what are you doing you cheaped out on the cg because Oh, it's a TV show budget, I guess, but why have something that would require also, this much CG yeah, also exactly. if you don't have the budget for it? They treat yeah. their VFX artists like trash, yeah, too, and yeah, give them unrealistic yeah. dates, so yeah. it's also part of it. Just put on makeup. God. Like, it's pretty wild that there's only been one Bloodborne. You know what I mean? Uh. Protect it. Savor it. Like, we want, we want more Bloodborne, Bloodborne, right? Bloodborne 2, though. Bloodborne <laughs> We want it. We want Bloodborne 2. We want Bloodborne PC, but, like... Even if it was just also, a nine, you know? Yeah. Even if it was just a nine, yeah. I'd be thrilled yeah. with Bloodborne 2. <laughs> just a nine. <laughs> just a nine. From Kenny Cole. Hello, everyone. I've been enjoying my time with Walkabout Mini Golf, so much so that I've barely touched any other game in my VR library. Recently, they've started adding courses I never could have hoped to predict. Their last course was based on Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Whoa. Wow. wow. Their upcoming course oh, is based on Mist. I heard of this. Whoa. That's uh, you, Isla. <laughs> yeah, Isla. What is this game? <laughs> I have never heard of this. I'm not definitely considering a Mist tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and they've just announced their following three courses would be based on the novels of Jules Verne. Wow. Yo. My question is Doc this. Doc Brown, that's Dude. you. <laughs> 
What are the best examples of video game crossovers you would never expect but ended up working incredibly well? Fortnite. Everything uh, they do with their mobile. That's a lie. <clears throat> Excuse me. This man's coughing. Sorry. Mm, this man's coughing. Oh, There's no. something in my throat. It's not. It, I, I like inhaled some dust. Release, release the gas. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> back to formula. Uh, back to back formula. To formula. <laughs> the uh, I really liked the the Thanos the Endgame tie oh, in yeah. in Fortnite. You know that was kind of the to me that was one it of was the big catalysts of this insanity. Just being able to get the gauntlet and yeah, laser beam people laser and beam. find that you know Thor's axe and. It was crazy. It was crazy. I never it's thought of that. too bad Kingdom Hearts didn't pan out. It's winner. Tale as old as time one now for me is uh, <clears throat> Mario and Rabbids. Just how unlikely that was. That was Hell the one yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, like just everything about that leak made it sound like the worst idea ever. And so then, bad. Yep. <laughs> that was uh, quite a 180 on that. Not a not a game, but have to shout out Roger Rabbit here. Oh, the greatest crossover of all time. <laughs> oh, Roger Rabbit. Um, I mean, just even like you know, we take it for granted now, but uh, freaking Smash Brothers, Smash sixty four, yeah. like the idea of like Link beating up beating up Pikachu, like what? Or like getting Solid Snake in there? Hey, like, told me it, was it, we're streaming no Pikachu with a gun or whatever, what we were talking about that on chat and, uh... Oh, if, um... If, Mike and Mike... Shadow would have a gun? Yeah, but Shadow would have a gun. If Pikachu they would have, have Pokemon Smash, in though. Fortnite, is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, Pokemon in Fortnite. Pokemon in Fortnite. Oh. Pikachu wields a gun in Pokemon. Smash Brothers. <laughs> what are you talking about? There you go. What are you talking about? Yeah, there you go. There he has a gun. Pokemon's coming to Fortnite. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, good times. <laughs> From Chris Irely. What? Does, Castle, does Castlevania ever cross over with anything? What? Castlevania. Has there ever been a Castlevania crossover? Castlevania's crossed over with itself a few times. It had uh, the uh, Judgment had the guest collaborator. Gabby the, points out it's in Smash. Yeah, Death it Note. Is Smash. Yeah. Death Note animator animated or drew the characters nice. for that one. Okay. But. It's not really crossover. Because cool. I was thinking of like Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or when they do like Alien vs. Oh, Predator. And it's called Captain N. Yes, Captain N. that's right. It's called it's, Captain it's N. The TV show. Captain yeah. And the game master. Simon yeah. Belmont Simon shows Belmont's up in with there. like with Kid oh, Pit, Kid Icarus, Mega Man, sick. Game Boy. So sick. Love Brain is in <laughs> there. Cool. Brain cool, Hippo cool. is in there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What is that show? Captain and the Game Captain Master. Captain and the Game Master. That was like, yeah, the Saturday morning cartoons. That was back when the Super Mario Brothers first show. Actually, Captain, I have was. those, and I love that yeah. show. Captain is basically Brad. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I he, see it He, now. like, runs around with a zapper. Dude. <laughs> like, he's, like, cool. Very Sick. cool. Cool guy Brad. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, they're, I'm looking at a, at a wiki. A lot of them are, like, tiny things, like... Uh, there's a minor reference to Castlevania and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the SNES. Yo! <laughs> Zombies wow. Ate My Neighbors Konami. features Vlad Belmont the Vampire. It's like stuff like that. Nice, there are a lot nice. of A lot of like references. Just they're little more, things. Yeah, they're more like references. Mm. Yeah. It's time for bets. This week's bet. Uh, next week, Saints Row is coming out. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, next week, at this time, I'm going to go to Twitch's category listing. What rank 
Will Saints Row place overall on Twitch? For instance, last night GTA 5 was in first place at 331,000 viewers, while Cult of the Lamb was in 13th place mm-hmm. with 38,000. So, GTA. what rank will it be, including like the art and just chatting and all of that fun stuff? Where was Red Dead? Nowhere. Uh, I didn't write down. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it was somewhere, but I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, Huber, what do you think Saints Row will be next week? Four. 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 High up there. <laughs> yeah. Open world shenanigans, dude. Twitch loves it. Twitch loves open world good shenanigans. Stuff, good stuff. Damiani. Four. <laughs> there we go. Doubling down on four. <laughs> Doubling it up. Doubling it up. Doubling Isla, down. where you at? Six. Six. That's a good that's a good good place to be, I think. Glad you approved. I'm at 14. I probably went a little too low. Holy crap. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't believe the cold land. Last week's bet. So wait, if Damian, if it, if it is four, that means the other team would get two points next week? Yes, as, as uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to those rules here in a second. Uh, last oh. week's bet, Grind It Up, Roller Drome, came out this Tuesday. Nice. Uh, I love that you write, you just wrote Grind It Up in here and you just wanted to say it? Yeah, I said it last week, too. Grind I know. It it's literally written in the rundown. Love it. <laughs> I think it's cute. It's it cute that you wrote, grind it up. And you've said it every single time. <laughs> grind it up. Anyway. Do it. Oh. Do it. So, we, uh, so, yeah, if you're not aware, Roller Drone basically combines skating and shooting. Uh, and the first arena has a big bowl, essentially. Uh, and we wanted to see how long we could grind that bowl before we got shot down. And so we had Gabby do it, because Gabby is a, a neutral participant. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so no shooting, no dodging, just grinding until the enemies get you. Brad bet 40 seconds. Damiani bet 37 seconds. Isla bet 1 minute 12 seconds. And I bet... One minute, twelve seconds. That's hilarious. And so, I, and then again, as as Gabby being the uh, the neutral there, uh, she got on that bowl and she grinded and she grinded and she grinded, but she could grind all day so because was nobody was going to attack until she got rid of that first wave of enemies. Because they're all melee. They're all melee, just hanging enough. out in the center, and she was circling around them. They didn't come over to her. Wow. So we went to a minute 40 and we called it. So nothing's going to happen here. There it is. So, and then we also had Gabby determined like, oh, do we get one point or two points? Because both of us bet. So she says we both get a point there. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, Thanks, Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. <laughs> I agree. Historically, I think that's how I think that might be how we've done in the past. Too. We did also have We just did whatever Kyle said. We did whatever we wanted. <laughs> uh, we also had Gabby check... She cleared that wave to see yeah. how long it would have taken. And I don't know exactly, but it was pretty fast with the sniper. Yeah, once yeah, the sniper was, like, was like 20 quick. seconds. I thought we were all going to be really high after yeah. we played the game. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be like over 10 there, seconds. With the sniper it was like 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. You can watch that clip at the very end of this podcast. But the winners are me and Isla. Woo! Crossovers. Green. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Historically long uh, syndrome on that one. <laughs> Metal Gear and Ape Escape. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Uh, so that brings our scores to Massive Chubs, 15. Splish. <laughs> the Lotus Sea Lions, 16. <laughs> Closing that Don Gab. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Uh, first of all, thank you to everybody who jumped in the past week, raising those pledges, pledging for the first time or uh, returning pledges as we, yeah, as we yeah, heard from some you. of our love and respect submitters. Uh, definitely helps out a lot. Uh, we need your support to keep this operation running. So please consider becoming a patron. That's how we do everything that we do. Mm-hmm. That's how we... We pay ourselves. That's how we pay yep. our bills. That's how we get water. That's how we survive. <laughs> that's how we get toilet paper. Um, and, uh, yes, everything that we do uh, is because of your support. So please consider becoming a patron uh, and paying not f- just for yourself, but for all the f- folks who cannot pay for whatever reason. Um, and uh, we have different tiers. Uh, at the $1 tier, uh, you get this version uh, with two extra love and respect uh, you get this with an ad-free version, this podcast with an ad-free version, with two extra love and respect questions. Uh, we had a very long, spirited debate on reviews and such. Uh, it was 20 uh, minutes. 20 right. minutes. <laughs> Don't so Miani's passion. I love it. Yeah, I loved it. You can get in there, get that uh, for just a dollar a month, uh, and $5 a month gets you early access you get to submit to Love and Respect. You get to submit to our new opening game. Uh, and you get access to our Discord, a lot of other things. But the Discord's really fun. Uh, people dropping uh, news in there. So that's a place I look for tips for things we might want to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, get in on that Discord. And uh, and if you are in communities where uh, people haven't been checking in for a while and you, and you know they've liked these allies in the past, get in there, recommend it, get everybody... That you go can. to MinMax. Watching this thing. Tell them about Easy Allies. Yeah. yeah get, oh, get Ben Hansen's ben Discord. Ben Hansen tells people about us already. Get Ben Hansen's damn Discord. <laughs> tell them about Easy Allies. <laughs> Sorry. Go tell Maximilian dudes, people that about us too. <laughs> the top levels of our Patreon get shout outs on this podcast and some of our other shows. This month's shout outs go to Javawabs, El Thanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering. Caleb, Toby Crawford, and Anna Croft. Shout, Shout out. Shout out. All right. Isla, you and I won, so we get to split Woo! the duties. We get to promote any Easy Allies video we would like to promote. We get a final word. We get to sign off. Uh, which, which two of those would you want, Isla? Well, I want to sign off. Okay. And I want to promote a video? Unless you have a video you want to promote. I have a video. I have no idea what a final word I would do. Okay, have. you do the video then. Okay. Uh, watch my uh, Soul Hackers 2 impressions. Oh. Yeah. Uh, talked to, sat down, talked about that with Brad. Don't play a lot of SMT games. Um, but, you know, I know I know Ben was very excited when Soul Hackers 2 got announced. And I want to put some time in, check it out. Oh, yeah. I may or may not still do a review on that game. There's some time. It's not out yet. So I'm going to play some more. Uh, but get my thoughts so far in that video. Uh, my final thought, this is a uh, an update from an ad read a few weeks ago. Okay. The fish, the fish that I couldn't remember, Tokyo Slim tweeted at me just out of, uh, completely out of context, just, just the word Baramundi. 
And then I'm like, uh, what? And he goes, was it a Baramundi? And I, I was like, fish. oh, yes, it was. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, so it was a Baramundi fish. Nice. We had one of those at Lazy Dog when I worked there. It's so good. Lazy Dog. Lazy Dog. I just hit my elbow on my phone and it hurts. Um, good night and good game. Top 10 profit margins. <laughs> what? Top 10 profit margins? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, so uh, the practice run has made this real fun. Uh, but Gabby's going to grind this bowl, and uh, we're going to see how long it takes for her to get taken out. Starting the timer as soon as she starts grinding. I'm going to go to the... Yeah. What's the high? Like a minute 12 The minute, a minute 12 was the high. Which Isla and I both bet <laughs> so the same thing. Does that mean, that's that's another question. I, I think it's probably still just one point, but. Um, if you, in it, the past they've done two. Two. You think that they've done two? If two people both yeah, win, Gabby's the impartial. If two so people both it's, it's win, up to her. both got points. I think in the past. We're at a minute. Fifty on yeah, the grind. Yeah, fifty from when you started the grind. Oh, but it definitely feels it definitely feels like they're never going to attack you until you shoot them no. first. Well, even when you shoot them first, they don't do it cuz they just have bats. And they don't move from there. What do they call these guys, the house players? Yeah. House players being easy on you. Well, that's more than 112. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it does not look like anyone will aggro whatsoever at this point. So funny. But that's why we like bets like this. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know. Could be instant. Could I thought for sure there would be a sniper. Do I have to keep? No, I think we're, I think we're good. I think we're, we've proved it's infinite. 140. Yeah, so you've killed one now. But I think you have to kill the set before anyone else shows up. Yeah, even after killing two of them. There they There's are. There's the sniper. Oh, There's shit. the sniper. I'm curious now to see how yeah, long I, it'll I take before that. you. Yeah, was it like 212? It wouldn't have taken it long. It wouldn't have been long if there was actually people shooting at you. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it would have taken like 20 seconds otherwise. <laughs> Funny. That's not the bet. 